You bastard, I donated my blood, sweat, and tears, my sacrifice for four years where I could have went to another university. I could have went somewhere else, except I, I donated my time, my life, my kids who I had when I was in school, my hours I spent studying hard with my babies, like that. I donated my, my time, me, my life to that university. So you damn skippy. I ain't, what you talking about? I donated enough. You got a crystal ball? You, were you happy when we won one? Shut your ass up. Were you happy when AC Championship? Shut your ass up. Went to the Orange Bowl, didn't you? Shut your ass up, BB Brown FSU. Comment on that. Talking about what did I donate? What did you donate? I just scrolled on your Instagram. There's not a picture of FSU, but the logo, and it's weeks, weeks, weeks back. You a real fan? Or you should be stalking the page. Fun time ass fan. I'm sorry, Chick-fil-A. Apologize. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. The great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Sphere, presented to you by Noel Game Day. We are here on this wonderful Thursday evening, as usual, not so late as last week. The energy is here. We just got done with Freddie Stevenson and Evo. And Stua, I mean, I just blew out his last name. I'm terrible at it. I don't think anybody, anybody doesn't everybody doesn't know his last name, how to say it, but it, we just call him Ebo. He came on. And you say Fred. his first name. Uh, Ebo. Uh, I don't want to say his nickname right on the introduction. You'll get to learn what his nickname is from Carlos. But uh, uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. But Freddie was great. We kind of had a little sprinkle of spring preview in there. First thoughts on that. We talked about... Uh, the time at Florida State, uh, a lot of good stuff, a lot of random stuff, and it was a great conversation starter. So get ready for that in the middle of the podcast tonight. We're going to go through some of the tour of duty. We're going to talk about recruiting. Uh, we got some of the Florida State's newest hires. Uh, also, like I mentioned, we got some recruiting, new commitments, maybe more on the way. What's going on? Uh, we got a little Chick-fil-A trivia we're introducing this week, and then we got basketball at the end. Florida State, man, annihilates Virginia annihilates them. Uh, but yeah, let me introduce the co-host with me this evening. Austin Beasy, our lead basketball writer. Carlos Williams below me, 2013 national champion. I'm going to keep saying it now. I said he's going to rush for 1,000 yards in the CFL this upcoming season. Looks That's like, it. Uh, oh. And then uh. Lou Dustin <laughs> is down below Austin, our lead writer and editor. And then Nate, out of nowhere, he said he wasn't going to be on the pod <clears throat> this week because it's his anniversary day. But look at this. He, he just loves us too much. He can't get away from us. He wants to be here to aggravate Carlos for the night. I mean, he couldn't let it down. So here he or is. Or his anniversary yeah, wasn't yeah. going so well. Nah. <laughs> when is it, Nate? No, when you uh... – but like I like I said, when you got 15 years in the game, and it's just another day, right? 
man. His wife just gave him the best there. You're gonna lose your <laughs> lose your internet connection if you keep talking. Uh, it's just another day. <laughs> or, uh, we'll we'll do something, you know, next weekend when 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 the work schedule, you know, allows both of us to uh, have some free time. So, absolutely. Well, congratulations to you guys. How many? Fifteen years. Yes, fifteen. Twenty-five. Congratulations. That's a big mark. Dude, congratulations. Los, you going to make it there? You going to make it to five? Bro, I'm making it to death. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, real quick. So, uh, throwing dog treats at me, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. <laughs> throwing dog treats. We'll get her Deion Sanders takes later on yeah. in the show tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, as always, guys, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that like button or hit that subscribe button. If you're not in our page, if you're not in our Discord and Patreon, I really have no idea what what you're doing. I was on IG Live earlier today telling you guys uh, you're missing out on nuggets. You're missing out on recruiting nuggets. Uh, Nate and Dustin have working their have been working their tails off. There's interviews everywhere, nuggets galore. If someone's committing. You're going to know about it first in the Discord. So uh, there's plenty of things, uh, program notes. If you're not in the Discord, I, you're, you, I'm, I'm going to say this. If you're not in there, it's going to be a very boring offseason for you. It's going to be so boring. Uh, right now, it's entertaining, and you're just missing out. So that's all I got to say. Get in the Discord. Let's start off right now, though. Tour of Duty updates. It just says Tour of Duty updates from Logan on here from the uh, notes, Dustin. But well, because you're, you're supposed to know what to say. I, I'm going to try to come up with a few things, but... Uh, like I said, Discord knows about it more than anybody. I'll note on a few things here. One thing, Mackenzie Milton has impressed very early on since arriving in Tallahassee. What I've been told has gotten very close with a lot of the players is actually spending time after tour duty workouts, getting uh, throwing time in individually with some players and sometimes with position groups. He's actually memorized the whole entire team's name, which I think is pretty impressive. I'm terrible with names. And he's actually also memorized the equipment rooms, uh, equipment staff too. He, he just trainers names. He, he just knows everyone now. And it's pretty impressive since he's only been here for this long, but um, McKenzie Mellon has been impressive very early on. And I think too, from, I can't say much about it, but after the whole hoopla about him wearing that brace during the workouts, um, the next workout, there was uh, it was changed just a little bit on what he was uh, wearing. He wasn't too. Uh, he said, "Okay, uh, that's all right." And I will say he may or may not have had that on, and he just was wearing a sleeve. So I can't say too much more about it. But uh, if you're in the Discord, you guys will know more. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, what are y'all's thoughts first? You know, Mackenzie Milton getting close. Seems like chemistry is going well for him as a leader. As we, expect. I mean, it's good. You know, we were here last Thursday talking about the half second clip that came out of, of the tour of duty workouts. And I think we all went back and forth on that, you know, for a good amount of time and just, you know, Nate, Nate brought up the fact of the, of those videos servicing of him rolling out of the pocket and throwing against the UCF defense and practice that I think were published in October. So four months ago, he was, you know, running out of the pocket, making passes with his legs fine, you know, in a half second, Clip from tour of duty he didn't look that great but you can't take anything away from that so you know just to hear that he is still progressing well and may or may not have a knee brace on all the time is pretty good news uh name to look out for 
um, from what I've been told, is Jackson West, true freshman tight end, Nate. Uh, this guy coming in has some pretty good size on him already, but hasn't actually, I mean, I can't spill everything, but uh, really the coaching staff is looking forward to getting him into pads and seeing what, what's going on. The, the, st- the staff, from what I've been told, is in love with them. Uh, but that tight end yeah. room, as we already know, Nate, that tight end room is already packed, but a true freshman coming in could be the impact player of the spring. Yeah, he's put on 20 pounds, and, and, and it, it's healthy. You know, so we're talking about 20 pounds in a short amount of time. And he's six he, weeks. He, he he's running with the receiver, so you know he's two forty and athletic enough to be running with a whiteout. So you know that's just something to keep an eye on. You know, it's something that I would like to see. You know how that unfolds during the spring. But you know, circle back real quick on, on Melton. You know, we were talking about McKenzie last night on the on Conquer Talk. We had uh, Benji Brown on, and we were you know one thing that we really talked about was just like you know kind of the, how did we get here? And we've talked about it on this podcast, but for me, it's just the leadership that he's brought to the, to the program in that, you know, he's not used to losing. So, you know, he didn't come to Florida state to, to lose. You know, he came to play on a bigger siege and a chance to win. So, you know, so for me, you know, he's doing everything right so far, but you gotta like, you know, how things have unfolded so far. Absolutely. Uh, that locker room and last thing I'll mention here, the rest of it will be in the discord, but uh, the locker room chemistry, and this is something Nate you heard even before me, but I was able to uh, be told to on my end that the locker room chemistry is building and getting better. And it seems a lot of guys are on the same page, which hasn't been the way since a couple of years now, not, not maybe not even a couple three, four years. A lot of the guys have not been on the same page, but it seems like things are heading in that right direction of changing that locker room because that's, I think, what Norvell's focus has been before anything right now is fixing that chemistry that's in that locker room. You know, Lowe's could probably talk on it, but how y'all's locker room was in 2012, 2013, having leaders maturity-wise, not so egotistical, Y'all being on the same page with things, I think, changes a lot of things in how your workouts go, the seriousness you're going to take your um, that tour of duty, your lifts, holding each other accountable. That's something that Florida State readily needs this offseason, definitely heading to their first camp under Mike Norvell. So uh, there's some good signs about how that locker room chemistry is working. They're just, they're, I don't know, it, it's a good sign. Yeah, and I remember, uh, I think yesterday, whenever you put that in the, the Discord, as a nugget, people just started freaking out. They're like, wow, the chemistry's good. <laughs> and I mean, man, it was like you sent like a, a sentence or two, and it just, it just uh, shows the state that Florida State's locker room has really been in the last couple of years when a little sentence saying, so far, the chemistry between the roster right now is very good as people jumping on their, you know, hands and feet for joy. <laughs> yep, just the little things like that. It's funny how that will – Create a hula, hoopla. Uh, the recruiting dead period has extended through May 31st, Dustin and Nate. I know you're the recruiting guys here. I'll let Nate and go we, first. Yeah, we had a little uh, hint of it. We kind of talked a little bit about it last week, but it's official, official. The recruiting dead period for recruits, being able to visit campuses and all the extra things that come with it has now been extended once again to May 31st. We're almost reaching a year now that I think this recruiting dead period has gone on, right? Yeah, it started uh, March 12th or 13th of last year. 
And so, you know, going to be a year and, and two to, you know, 14 months without a visit. At least. You know, which is, you know, and, and that's that's the next cutoff when, when they'll make a determination when they'll possibly reopen. But I think it's the dumbest thing I, I've heard. You know, I, 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 you know, I understand, you know, everything, all the precautions you got to take. But, you know, the, as, as soon as they let fans attend the games, they should have opened up the visits for the recruits. It, it just doesn't make sense how you have one thing and not the other. Um, no, it, 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 it just continues to, to baffle my mind how you know, these guys are continuing to not get a chance to see these schools in person while they have to make a lifetime decision. So, you know, I, I, as a recruit, you know, it's got to be frustrating. You know, imagine how frustrating it is uh, for you know, some, some guys, you know, it's probably delaying their process. And what's that going to mean for, for a spring evaluation period? You know, so, you know, Florida State can't host recruits during spring practice, which is a big thing, um, you know, to kind of continue to sell what they're – show what they're selling and, and show the direction of the program. So they can't, can't be in the game either. You know, they can't, you know, they can be in the game, you know, depending on, on, on being a fan. Oh yeah. It's, it's just, it's dumb. I, I just don't understand the, the reasoning behind it. And it just, it just really makes it tough on the kids. Like Nate said, because, you know, right now it's been almost a year since visits and really outside of unofficially visiting a campus where you can't be in contact with the staff when you're on the campus at all. You're only getting to talk to these guys over, you know, text message, phone call, Zoom, things like that. You're not, you're not in person. You're not building that in-person relationship. I talked to a recruit, it was, I think it was last week, and I asked him, uh, you know, about if he had thought about committing or when he, when he thought he might commit. And he's like, I have no idea because I've never met any of these guys in person. I've only talked to them over the phone, and I, I need to meet people in person before I make a decision. And, I mean, who knows when that's going to happen now? Yep, yeah, and, and it's going to continue to impact these kids, and, and you know, for 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 these coaches to sit here and have to evaluate through a highlight film, and it, it just makes it tough. So not, not only you know do you have to get ready for spring, but now you got to continue this completely different recruiting style that you've had to do now for for a year. So it's it's time to figure that out. Yep. Yeah. No, I completely agree. If, like I said earlier, you do your vaccinations. That can be done in 20 minutes. You get the results. You know, you're able to put the three little, hours, you know, three hours. You get a, you get a test result. Yeah. Some yeah. you can do even quicker. I mean, it's just like, there's gotta be a, there's gotta be a better way for this. It's pretty, it's just too long, but that's uh, we could continue to, be mad about that but that's just mm-hmm. how it works let's talk about florida state's newest hires florida state is bringing on Can we two... talk about something real quick logan oh yeah no i think it's good okay. I, you brought it up okay. in the group today, chat today our listeners our friends family listeners um we posted about our 100 million dollar facility being built for our players a football facility i played for florida state from 2011 through 2015 i loved it there I won three ACCs. I won a national championship, I, I, a BCS Orange Bowl, something that Florida State ain't, ain't look at barely since 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 then. Um, so we posted, and um, I commented on Instagram that said, "Took this long," which I feel like I have a right to say, 
it took this long. We just spoke to Fred. We spoke to Freddie about, hey, why haven't we got that? We didn't reap the benefits of winning national championships, winning ACC championships. We didn't reap the benefits of going to an Orange Bowl. We didn't get none of that. So it's 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 it's, it's satisfying seeing it finally get done, but it's upsetting seeing it, it took this long. And mm-hmm. so some a fan, B Brown FSU, decided to to comment and said, "What did you donate?" You bastard, I donated my blood, sweat, and tears, my sacrifice for four years where I could have went to another university. I could have went somewhere else, except I, I donated my time, my life, my kids who I had when I was in school, my hours I spent in study hall with my babies, like that. I donated my my time, me, my life to that university. So you damn skippy. I ain't what you talking about. I donated enough. You got a crystal ball? You were you happy when we won one? Shut your ass up. Well, you have one AC championship, shut your ass up. Went to the Orange Bowl, didn't you? Shut your ass up, BB Brown FSU. Comment on that. Talking about what did I donate? What did you donate? I just scrolled on your Instagram. There's not a picture of FSU, but the logo, and it's weeks, weeks, weeks back. You a real fan? Or you should be stalking the page. Sometime ass fan. I'm sorry, Chick Fil A. Apologize. But that no, nah, I'm not. I'm listen. I'm sorry, Chick Fil A. People that follow the Discord, for people that follow. The podcast to follow those game, no game day. I'm not on that. I mm-hmm. don't do none of that with y'all. I'm polite. Um, uh, I'm the nicest guy possible. But don't come for me with that. It's too many guys that don't get enough credit that played at Florida State that didn't that didn't get they didn't get barely anything they deserved while being there. Freddie being one of them worked his mm-hmm. tail off and didn't get a real shot in the league, but he made something out of the opportunity he was given, but didn't get the real fair shake. Don't I'll, I'll ask him. What did he? What did he donate to Florida State? And mm-hmm. I watch what he tell you. Yeah, what I that, that's just an irresponsible comment, man. Like, like this. I, I, I would you, never say that to, to players a player. to be a part of that and be and want to come to Florida State and want to make the program great again. And yeah. you got a holes like that talking about what I donated to the university. Oh, uh, we got to hold these keyboard warriors accountable. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me see your bank account where, where you donate every month to to Florida State. <laughs> let me see what kind of membership you got. Where, where, where you at? Huh? What kind of what kind of booster are you? What level you at? You up there, buddy? You up there in the box? You up there with the, with the shrimp kebabs? They be sitting up there watching in the new seats. You be up there? Oh, thanks, <laughs> my guy. You ain't looking like that, my guy. So stop playing. You, I'm the wrong one. I'm not that guy. No, I'm right. I'm right there. BB Brown FSU. <laughs> yeah, you Instagram. He, he's gonna regret making that comment. I don't think that was a smart yeah. idea for him. I match you. It's it's keyboard warriors, but no, I'm, I'm not, that's why that's why that's why you're here, Los, because we we don't want things to be I'm held back. I want things to be real, so that's how it'll always be over here. But then yeah, I, 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 whenever you text, you texted it to me, to us, and I was I my immediate response was. Well, I can't really say that or Chick-fil-A would probably have a problem with me, but I said uh, something, 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 a damn crystal ball is what you donated to. So <laughs> I don't know what else to I don't know what else to say about that. I think that, it's but. crazy how fans want kids to come to a university and be a part of something great where history has been built. But you watch fans like that because you're sour. People go through stuff. Teams go through stuff. Universities go through things. But it's sour fans like that that something great happened. And because people that play want to see the benefit. Yeah, I wish it would happen on my time. And how many times I talk to guys I train with? Brian McFadden played at Florida State. was one of my favorite DBs. Played for Pittsburgh State. Played for Arizona. Loved him to death. Loved, I trained with him for years. He always wanted to see the renovations that they had earned playing for Mickey. They had put the blood, sweat, and tears in. They didn't, they didn't get to see it until me and Vince got to Florida State when it changed a little bit when Vince first got there. Did it change again after I got there? 
that's it's, it's exciting to see. There was never no bad, no bad blood, no negative comments. Nobody wants to hear that. I could be around a fans that that act like that. Nobody want to be that. It's terrible. B Brown FSU. <laughs> don't comment like that. I don't think it's a good idea. Not at all. Uh, let's see here. I'm glad you brought it up though. Florida State hires two off the field staffers. Uh, this is a pretty big conversation this week. Florida State hires Director of High School Relations Ryan Barto. He replaces Carlos Lachlan, who just got hired by Western Kentucky as a running backs coach over there. And then another one, Defensive Quality Control Analyst Sabbath Joseph is going to be replacing Brandon Harris, who just recently got picked up as a cornerbacks coach for FIU. Sabbath is going to come in. He's has some ties down uh, and, and um, South and well, South Florida, Miami, uh, mm -hmm. I believe what played at where Devontae Freeman and Dalvin cook played at Miami central. And obviously we know about Ryan Barto has had ties in multiple different locations, definitely in the Southeast and at his time at Clemson to be in the recruiting insider there, uh, Dustin and Nate y'all's takes on these two guys coming in. Yeah, I mean, um, as for, as for Sabbath, Joseph, just to give a little bit more on him, like you said, he went to Miami Central. And um, last week before his hire, it became official. A player at my, a current player at Miami Central, four star linebacker, Wesley um, Besaint, said that a big reason that he was interested in Florida State was because of Joseph. And another FSU target, Daughtry, offensive tackle Daughtry Richardson, is also playing there as well. So I think his hire coming in is going to be very impactful for that Miami area for Florida State recruiting wise. And he could potentially be a, a replacement for Chris Marv one day if Chris Marv gets hired elsewhere or, or whatnot. He was the linebackers coach last year at uh, Florida Memorial University of the NAIA. So this is really his first big time job. I mean, this is a big step for him and I'm sure he's excited and we're excited to see him go to work too. You want to talk about Bartow, Nate? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, again, you know, we had a really good conversation about about this hire last night with uh, Benji Brown about how, you know, this guy's been around the block for a while. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he's, he's been at different programs, you know, been a been an evaluator for for rivals 24 uh, seven. You know, this guy, you know, for one, he, he's a film junkie, so he likes to break down film Two, he's connected he knows a ton of people especially in the state of florida so you know as fans and you you know you see everything on twitter about the complaints about florida state not making enough of a push in florida south georgia all that kind of stuff you know you, you bring in a guy who knows everyone he knows a ton of coaches knows he, he knows he knows everyone and also a guy simply that's just really good at his job um, you know, a, a guy who likes to break down film is connected, is, um, very active. And what he does is the exact opposite of the guy who he replaced. And that's no offense to Lachlan, you know, who, you know, he, he had to come up, you know, now he's a position coach at a, at a, at a, you know, division one program, but they, I, I think, we're going to see this a lot moving forward. You know, Vanderbilt made, made a move with Barton Simmons. You know, Florida State, you know, here we go with a, a Ryan Bartow. 
No, I, I'm I'm surprised he's not at a, you know, a Texas A&M, a Bama type school. But I think we're going to see the, those programs start to make this move because, you know, you, you, these guys have been around it for a while. They, they have experience in the game. Um, you know, for, so for for Florida State fans, you got to be super excited because this guy is plugged in. Yeah, and I, I don't even know if you mentioned his um, connections with A.J. Duffy. We saw shortly after his hire became official that four-star quarterback target A.J. Duffy quoted the, t- quoted the tweet and said, uh, my man or, or something like that. Yeah, because- I was, I was going to wait. I saw we had Duffy coming up and you know, kind of talk about yeah. that. You know, Might as well talk about it. I, I mean, he's I, – I, I don't think it's a, a coincidence that – we've seen a quick uptick in, in, in recruiting since he's come on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I do think that we also are seeing a coaching staff that's um, caught up to, you know, how, how recruiting and COVID is going on. I think we, we have a staff that's got a clear direction. And now you get a guy like Bartow who's just um, completely motivated and driven who comes to Florida State and it's a job that he has supposedly coveted for a while. And, and, and now, you know, you start to see all these names pop up. You see um, more offers, more ties. You see, you know, a, a guy in A.J. Duffy who is my personal number one quarterback in the 2022 class. Um, so uh, there's, a, there's a lot to be positive about as, as you know, Florida State moves forward. Speaking of positivity, Florida State was able to land a 2023 defensive end in Gabe Harris out of uh, Thomasville. Uh, this might end up being some situation. This might be the one of uh, maybe a handful here coming into Florida State, but Florida State. Yeah, Nate, Nate's been doing a, a lot of work on this yeah. front, um, speaking with Denzel Moore, and yep. he's, he talked to Stantavius Smith last week and spoke to Gabe Harris a little bit today. So, Nate, you can go ahead and give that breakdown on that. So, so you know, here, here are three guys who go to three different schools. Um, you know, they met at a um, All-American camp and they played on the same defense and they they dominated that camp you know you, you had smith was playing inside at, at, a, at a tackle you had harris playing at dn and then you had more playing linebacker and, and they just dominated this camp and since then they've stayed in touch and, and have formed a, a friendship and you know we, carlos knows about it I, you know i think dusty know about it and anything with, with recruiting is never it's never given, yeah. but, you know, when you talk about a package deal, you know, a lot of times those don't unfold the way that you know, these recruits want them. But these three are, like, driven for that to happen. They talk to the same coaches at the same time. They have the same offers. Uh, they send each other each other's film. They break each other's film down. They critique. You know, so, you know, these three are – they're tight. And, you know, we interviewed Denzel Moore but, but, about a week and a half ago. Uh, we put the update up a week yeah. ago or so. And, you know, he made it known that, hey, you know, the three of us are going go to go to college together. Um, and, and once one of us commits, you're kind of going to know, you know, what direction this unfolds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, they got Gabe Harris today, um, a guy who was a – you know, he told us he's been a lifelong Florida State fan, um, a, a defensive end, again, who 
you know, 6'4", 230. It's fitting that mold. You know, when I was driving home from dinner with the wife, I was just thinking about, you know, thinking about this kid and about how you're thinking about it, kids on your drive home. Like I'm thinking about his body, thinking about his yeah, body on, his, on your that, way home. I, 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 as I'm yelling at my kids in the backseat to quiet down, I'm thinking about recruiting. Okay. Let me say it that way. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you, you look at how Florida state is really impacting the, the, the DM position. A lot of these guys are super advanced with their hands. They're athletic. Um, they're big bodies. Um, they they are all pr- super productive in high school, and and you know, I was just thinking about how, you know, he also can play outside linebacker. Denzel Moore is a guy who you know s- was expected to re- to make a, an announcement today. Uh, he decided to, to hold off on that, but you know he's another guy who can play outside linebacker or, or coming in, you know, line at the end as a Russian. So, you know, there's a lot of versatility between those two guys. And then you look at Stantavia Smith, who right now is a DN in high school, but, you know, he, he kind of reminds me of Keir Thomas. He's a bigger, a bigger kid, got a, a little bit of a wider body. He's probably going to be a three technique in college. You know, he, you know, the guy who can line up at, at DN, but also line up inside on, on, on pass rushing. So, you know, th- these are three kids that are super interested in Florida State. You know, Harris longtime FSU fan, um, visited, lives close. And, and once he got that offer, it's kind of a, a done deal for him. Um, yeah, that's what – That's sorry to interject, but I, one thing real quick, I was just going to say, I mean, Gabe Harris pretty much in Florida State's backyard. I mean, yep, he's, a, he's a Georgia kid, but yep. way closer to Tallahassee than Athens or any, anywhere else, you know, a half-hour drive down the road from Tallahassee. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you look at – you know, Stantavia Smith, I want to talk about him real quick. You know, he he's not going to make a decision until he, you know, we were, this is all on the Discord all day. You know, you should have, you got to sign up and, and get that information. But uh, that was eight you know, hours ago. Yeah. He, you know, and I, I understand his, his want to wait to, to go on that visit. And, and that's the smart thing to do. And I think that's what, you know, Denzel is going to do too, which is smart. You know, you got to make sure, you know, these are life, lifelong decisions. So, you know, you know, Harris is in. It's a great, great get. Um, you know, the, you got Moore, you got Smith. And then, you know, you look at down the line, you got Lamont Green. So th- there's a very good possibility that this def- that D-line class in 23 is going to be done very, very early. So, you know, yep, And the, the crystal ball and Lamont Green came yeah. in tonight. So, yeah. and, we'll and if- you, know, you know, Stan Tavia Smith played like five games this year. And averaged, you know, a sack a game. You know, I think he averaged like three or four tackles for loss. I forget what his stats were, but he played very minimal and, and just barely missed out on all state. So, you know, these are super productive kids, guys who are going to continue to grow. And, you know, it's very promising for the defense. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to think they've got their entire junior and senior seasons left. And, they're already this coveted on the recruiting trail. So you can imagine, you know, their attention's only going to continue to grow and, and rise over these next couple of years. And hopefully, hopefully the package deal comes true. That's what I'll say. You know, you got your first one, hopefully Stantavia Smith and Denzel Moore following down the line, you know, within the next couple of weeks, months, mm-hmm. whenever I, they are able to make it to Tallahassee. Yeah. You know, this is going to be one of those. I was surprised. It doesn't, I'd be very surprised if it does not happen 
you know, I, I think you look at, you know, all three guys, uh, you know, for those star whores out there, and these are going to be all <laughs> blue chip four-star guys yep. um, because of their versatility and, you know, big body athletes that they're always going to be rated highly in, in those recruiting rankings. So and there's been it, a little it, buzz. It's a great start. A little buzz that Harris could end up being a five-star prospect and a top, mm-hmm. a top 100 guy. So, yep. like you said, Nate, great start. You get Lamont Green in the fold. And then, I mean, your pretty much entire 2023 defensive end class is done nearly two years before signing day. So, yep. it's Florida State time to focus on everything else. Speaking of Bart, Bartow here, and we kind of touched on it earlier, but let's talk before we end off until we head in this basketball prediction that Austin has. But – Florida State might be trending here for a four-star quarterback in the 2022 class, a California native and A.J. Duffy. I'll mention him earlier, but this Bartow connection relationship with Duffy might be the game changer here and who seemed to be, what, an Arizona State lock? Yeah. yeah. He, Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say he was crystal balled to Arizona State by, I mean, just just about everybody – uh, on um two four seven, and then he released his top four, and Arizona State was nowhere to be found. And I mean, there's been some things kind of circulating that maybe he's doing this just to shock the world and commit to Arizona State. Which I mean, who's going to do that for Arizona State anyway? And the person who came who made that rumor up was an Arizona State beat writer, so I don't I don't really trust that that much. But yeah, um. Just speaking quickly about Duffy trending to Florida State, I definitely, you know, that Ryan Bartow connection I mentioned earlier, and I'm not really sure where that connection necessarily comes from, but I know Bartow was out at Oregon working for, I believe, a season, so maybe he developed some ties then, and it, I mean, it's paying off. What do you think, Nate? I, I think it's just a, an, a it's an add-on to the the work that Norvell and Dillingham have done in in, in Arizona. Yeah. You know, they've made a footprint there. Um, you look at, you know, Purdy, you look at uh, Nico Marchio, and now you look at, at Duffy, they're all Arizona quarterbacks. So I I think it's just a, a product of the ties they have there. And, you know, the – the uh, like I'm, I'm going to say this as simple as I can say it. Um, you cannot have enough talent in that room. You got to let it figure itself out, not be really frustrated or trying to figure out who stays and who goes. Um, you know, I, I think that Coach Norvell, Dillingham and his staff, they know the importance of, of having that that dude at quarterback. And they're going to do whatever they have to do to, to, to lift that, that room as much as they can. I'm quite sure that, you know, they communicated that there's going to be two kids taken in this class, whether it's two four-star blue chip guys, however it, it happens. But, you know, personally, I don't think, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready yet to say, you know, Duffy to Florida State. I still think Oregon is kind of in there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, coming to IMG is a big move for him personally, you know, getting used to that distance from home. I, I, I think that, you know, that was done for a couple of reasons, in my opinion. At the same time, you know, you know, he's a, Really, really good quarterback, and it would be a a grand slam home run class to have a Duffy and a Marquio at, at quarterback. Be easy. 
I know we were talking a lot of football there, but now it's your time to shine. We're waking you up. We're getting him awake. He's watching basketball in the background, so I think he's going to be okay. But this is a big one here. <laughs> you wait. You awake, BZ? We got you. Yeah, I'm here. I'm Fuck. actually here for people that were that were listening. Okay. Okay. Uh, Austin's here with us as usual, man. And this is a big one. We talked about this yesterday. And you were kind of like, dang, man, I should have said something earlier. This is a big one. Five star. Derek Whitehead may be leaning towards Florida State here. And Leonard Hamilton, another five star for Coach Ham. Tell me the latest on that and what you're hearing. Yeah, I, I'm different from Nate and Dustin, whereas with recruiting updates, I stay silent and I work to get a lot of information and get it out, get it all, get it all out one time. No disrespect to them, it's just how I do it. I wait to get Multiple hey man, what the, what, the yeah, come on, man. You got problem? You got beef? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I just do it differently. I, I get multiple vibes from different people, and I was waiting on one more. Yeah, I like Derek Whitehead to Florida State, and freaking 24/7 comes out with two crystal balls. I'm like, man, I was going to drop my next week. Florida State's been working. Drop their balls really on your face, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Florida State's been working really hard on this recruitment. They recruit silently. They, they're a very different staff. They work so much behind the scenes in these recruitments. And this is just another one of those guys that you look at him and you go, this is a Florida State guy. You know, he's 6'5", 200 pounds, handles the ball really, really well for a wing player. Plays at Montverde, which just got Scotty Barnes, ball should cover beaches from there. Chris Kamaji played there. At this point, there's a lot of guys that, that go to Florida State for Montverde. And he's just another, another Florida State guy. We call it a guy. pipeline? Not quite. Not quite. Just Not yet. There's so many this will be the, the third guy in three years, right? Yep, third guy in three years. He's so talented. Twenty four seven has his comparison as Jarrett Culver, which is solid. He's got a little bit of better jump shot than Jarrett Culver did in high school, but the same kind of player handles the ball really well for his size, and he's going to be able to. At Florida State, I think Florida State's his best fit just because he's so versatile defensively, but he's not there on that defensive level yet. You get him under the staff, he becomes such a better defensive player, and he comes he becomes a top ten, top fifteen pick. It, 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 it's crazy to me. Sorry, just how you know, like I follow every Florida State sport, and, and you know, you cut, all right. So you keep up with tennis, every major Florida State sport. Let me say it that way. Um, He's gonna you know, say something else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I had I had about my tongue. So every 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 major money making sport at Florida State, I pay attention to. So it, it's just it, it, it's a it's crazy to see how, how how quickly you know things have just developed over the past few years, and, and just how if you look at next year's team, how absolutely stacked it's going to be. Like 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 I can Florida State is in the picture for a couple of years. I think it's it's we're not used to that as Florida State fans. For sure. With Whitehead, he's going to be part of the 2022 class. There's a little bit of talk he might reclassify. I kind of doubt it. Um, but that 2022 class, it's going to be small. It's only going to be maybe two guys, three guys, and they're going to go after heavy hitters the entire class. And if Whitehead pops soon, which who knows, the two guys that put in crystal balls, there are three basketball crystal ball guys to watch out for. Um and two of the three put in their crystal balls for Florida State. He might well, pop that's soon. That's a good sign. Yeah, he might pop soon. I think it's going to be another month, month and a half. Um, 
but stuff you want to watch out for. He's really liked what Florida State's done with his recruitment. They've been respectful, like they always will be. Mm-hmm. And he he really likes. He wants to get on campus, which I think is going to be huge. And, and you know, you know, just by listening to you, Austin, you know, it sounds like this kid, you know, is maybe not there yet defensively, and, and why not go to one of the best coaches in terms of development and, and can make you that that well-rounded guy. So he certainly uh, has the potential. I mean, yeah. he's got the athleticism. He's a freak athlete. He, yep. He's much in the mold of Matthew Cleveland, who we're getting next season. He's not quite the same score. Cleveland's an animal, just scoring mm. the ball. But they're very similar athletes. And I think going to Florida State would be huge for him and his defensive development because mm. you can't go to Florida State and not play defense. Right. Absolutely not, which we're going to talk about here in just a few about Florida State's performance against Virginia. If you want to talk about defense, we'll definitely jump into that at the end of the podcast. Uh, before we get into Chick-fil-A trivia, which will be in between Austin and Nate, really just, just between these two because Los isn't here right now, um, we're going to run through a Chick-fil-A trivia. Before we do that, it's going to be Freddie Stevenson and Evo's uh, interview that we had in here. Evo came in to tell us a funny story and ended up hanging out with us. Freddie, we previewed a little bit of spring, just a little sprinkle before we dive all the way in starting next week because it's starting soon. March 9th kicks off practice, but we talk about Mackenzie Melton, the quarterback room, who's going to be starting corners. Uh, we talk about that running back room since we had Freddie and Losan and Evo. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to jump into that interview right now with those two, Freddie Stevenson and Evo. Here they are. All right, here we are. We are live, Dustin. Yes, you didn't count down. You just three, said three and then nothing. Three, two. We're live now, Beth, Dustin. Thank you for double confirming that. What's up? What's happening? We actually have our guest with us this evening. I think, well, this is your third time now, Freddie, on the show with us on Here the Spear. I believe it's your third time. I think. Yeah, I'd have been on that a good little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know he started talking back early 2020 maybe even 2019 but freddie stevenson former knoll 2013 national champion we got two 2013 national champion guys two guys from the backfield too with us but freddie stevenson what's going on man i'm glad to be able to catch up with you i know we usually try to stay in contact as much as we can but we're getting ready to talk some spring ball but happy to have you on this evening appreciate y'all having me it's always love when i come on so i had to hop on you know my boy Lowe's on here too Polk county in the building Old home, County. Home of the greatest, man. We always say that. Home of the greatest. You know what's funny, though? People never appreciate it. There was a starting backfield from Polk County at Florida State. That goes unrecognized. People really? get credit for that. You had a starting fullback and tailback, both from Polk County. That goes unrecognized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Carlos, you tell them, you know, you working, you working your tail off. Uh behind the scenes get ready for the cfl boys trimming down a little bit at a time man, a little bit of time it's been a journey um actually talked to my running back coach today coach reed um about getting connected within the next week or so by getting the workout in getting some film sent up they're getting a lot of guys coming to camp 
Um, they're trying to figure out what guys are going to be injured, not injured, you know, coming off of injuries from other seasons or other leagues. So, I mean, it's getting crunch time. I mean, March right around the corner, then April, and then boom, in May, I'm gone. So, I mean, you got to be ready, be prepared. So, the weather's not really helping, but, I mean, nothing stops from tennis shoes and concrete and getting some runs in. Well, I, while, while Freddie's here, uh, I think we're also going to have uh, a guest, Ebo, come on. I, I I would murder his last name, but our man Ebo, who's also in our Discord, is going to come on. He walked on at Florida State. He's close with both Los and, and Freddie here. He's going to come on here and jump and talk about a, a pretty funny story. So when he a fellow on, fullback. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yep. He's going to come in and, yeah. and talk about a funny story. I don't know. He just randomly, randomly texted me. So we'll see what he's got to say before he comes on to hear – Let's jump into some spring ball talk because we haven't been able to really do that yet. We've had too much to talk about the last couple of weeks, but as we know, Florida State begins spring camp on March 9th. There's this is going to be Mike Norvell's first spring uh, camp in Tallahassee, a much needed one, as we saw last year. You, you could tell that Florida State was really uh, slacking without one. Uh, it goes to show how much it means for definitely a new coaching staff coming in. Florida State went three and six on the season. So you're hoping this will help a lot of the quarterbacks, different position groups, figure out who needs to be where and at what time in certain packages. But to you, Freddie, I'll, I'll let you lead off. You know, we're heading into this. Uh, who do you think, and let's start off with the fun part, fun question. Who do you think might be a breakout player for this spring camp and show out? can't really say who I think will be a, a breakout player because in spring, it's always people you don't expect it to be. But I would say that people I'm looking forward to seeing in action is, of course, our, our new additions, Jermaine Johnson and, and Milton. Those are guys that were highly touted coming in and everybody's waiting to see what they do. So especially when you think about what this defense did last year, getting the pass rush is critical. So I'm excited to see what Johnson does and a few of the other guys on that defensive side do. Jermaine Johnson's a big cat. We were able to see a few um, workout videos so far and tour of duty vids. But that's a big boy. Uh, I think a lot of people are excited about having him because Florida State needs a pass rush more than anything. They lost the two twin towers with Janaris Robinson. You lose Kane Doe. But now you bring in Jermaine Johnson, who EJ Manuel was on here last week, and he said this is a first-round talent that Florida State grabbed with Jermaine Johnson. And I, I can't really disagree with them. And I think uh, him and believing with Odell Higgins is going to change a lot for this pass rush and into the season. What do you? Anybody else got some uh, guys that you are thinking about? Austin, maybe Dustin, Lowe's. Anybody catch your, catch your eye so far on who you think will be a show out? Yeah, I was gonna say um, I agree with your guy. Well, with your guys' takes on Jermaine Johnson, and looking over to the offensive side of the ball, a guy for me would be uh, wide receiver Brian Robinson. I mean, we really just he started to really look good in fall camp, and I think he had a an ankle injury or something that kind of hindered him going into the season. Never really could catch that full footing again. But Florida State needs to develop some some talent in that wide receiving core, and I, I think he's the next guy to step up. For me, I'm looking at the corners. Like, who are you going to have replacing Sante? Um, uh, there's a lot of hype around Demorier Tate. I, th- I think he's a natural transition into that cornerback spot. Just a physical, talented corner. And then whether someone else steps up, whether it's Jerrion Jones, Miko Dotson, who played hurt a lot last year, there's a lot of guys that can really step up in that cornerback backfield, but who's it going to be? 
And speaking about Jones, I mean, there's been a little bit of smoke that he might start the spring at wide receivers. So that'll definitely be something to be watching for on day one. Who's talking the ball? Who's getting carries? Yeah, we got two guys back here in the backfield. What's going on? We, with, who's them carries? Who, who's wearing the red jersey? Who's no contact? You know what nope. I'm saying? Like, who, no, I, I'm, talking about <laughs> I'm talking about backs, backs, not quarterbacks. Like, who's getting no contact? Like, and Freddie know what I mean by that. There's a green <laughs> jersey, then there's a red jersey. No, there, there's a difference. I mean, like, who, who, who's, who, who, who's getting the bulk of every package? Who's not just in sub? Who's not just in this? Who's getting those downhill runs, those critical reps? And that's something that nobody knows. You got a transfer coming in from the SEC. He's used to getting SEC type carries. He's an SEC talent. You had an SEC transfer from last year come in. Corbin, like he's just SEC. Now he's in the ACC. He's ready to make some more noise. You got Young Nine ready to make some noise. You got 22 Douglas who got the ball late last year who made a couple splash plays. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of guys who's who's craving and wanting the ball. So who's going to get fed? I mean, everybody can't touch it. And let's be honest. Everybody can't. And Florida State is not – we're not in a position where we can afford everybody to touch it. We can't. We got to have somebody touch the ball, and that's our guys. We got to just build the offense around what we got. We just can't afford to waste reps on guys that we don't feel like is going to take us to the next level. So, I mean, I want to see who's going to be the lead back coming out of spring. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think just for those reasons alone, we ain't finna see none of them wearing that red jersey. They finna, they finna get yeah. put in that part, <laughs> and they gonna figure out who the guy is early. So we're gonna figure out who's hungry and who's gonna, who's the guy that's gonna emerge at the top of that battle. They not listen. This running back is a physical position. So if y'all want that smoke, y'all want y'all want to be the man. Y'all gonna have to show it. And they have to separate themselves. And honestly, and Freddie could contest. I'm happy he's here to contest to this. My senior year. My mental and playbook was further than all the backs besides Freddie, because Freddie knew a lot of stuff I didn't know because he had, he he got moved over there before I did. But Dalvin was so much more physically gifted. Like he was just like he Dalvin was ahead of his time. So what we did was, hey man, we like you mold him. He was he was that guy. He was the guy that. He went above and beyond. He he separated himself from myself, from Ryan Green, from, from Mario Pender. It wasn't no competition. The reason why he started against Notre Dame, why he started against Clemson, the reason why he started those big-time games, why he led us into the ACC championship as a freshman, why he broke the freshman rushing record, why he led us into the Rose Bowl, is reasons why those things happened. It wasn't because uh, it, he wasn't good enough or it, just, it, was, it was favoritism. No, because he separated himself. And like Freddie said, that's what we're going to find out. There will be no red jerseys. There will be no green jerseys. You're going to be live in contact. You're going to be thrown in the fire. Who's going to separate themselves and become the number one guy? Yeah, no, I agree. There's going to be a big battle in a lot of position groups. I think for me, I think the biggest question mark is what is Florida State going to do in this secondary? There's like Austin had mentioned, who are these going to? Who are they going to be the two starting corners right now? You lose. Uh, your starting guy that is going to be an NFL product with Asante Samuel Ju- uh, Jr. led that secondary, had a phenomenal season, had tunnel vision, knew that he wanted to get into the league, and that's what he's going to do. He's going to be a first and second round pick that's going to go uh, in this draft. But now what are you going to do? Who's going to be that top dog? Does it a Demore Tate who didn't even see the field last year? 
Uh, could it be Miko Dotson, who we just saw a little bit of? He was, <laughs> he was dealing with injuries throughout the season, or could it be a Brownlee, who we know has that energy, has that energy through spring and fall camp, things that we've been hearing of? He's just got that dog mentality. Uh, could it be Jerry and Jones? I know Dustin mentioned that maybe there could be a, a position change for him coming. But what about Jerrion Jones stays there? Supposedly, he's one of the fastest guys on the team for what I've been told. There's just a lot of different kind of question marks. What do you do at safety? There's three talented guys. Yeah, that's what I, I was going to say. What is safety? What does a safety position look like? You've got Brendan Gant, your hard-hitting guy. you got Renardo Green, who might just be all around the best guy there. you got Jamie Robinson, who just transferred from South Carolina. And you got Travis J. You know what you do? You let dogs eat. That's what you do. And, 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 <laughs> You, you got to let Donald's yeah. go to war. Okay, imagine that the DB room I walked into my freshman year, my freshman year was ridiculous. I mean, a lot of guys faded out, but that room I walked into was full of five stars or four stars and sought out the recruits. That very next year, we had guys come behind us with P.J. Williams and Ronald Darby, and then you had guys come behind him with, like, Jalen Ramsey, like Nate Andrews. It, there was never a time to fall off. So you got to let dogs compete. You gotta let guys compete. You gotta let guys wean themselves out. Some guys are gonna arise to the occasion, and some guys are not. Some guys gonna want to go compete and go take a spot, and some guys gonna let some some spots go. And I think that's what you have to do. We're at that point at Florida State at all positions, but especially at DB, because we just lost one of the best DBs we had since Derwin James and Jalen Ramsey. I mean, we haven't had a DB like that in a very long time. In a very long time. He should be a first round pick, in my opinion. But you're replacing him. You're replacing Nazruddin. Um, you're you, I mean, he's a he's a key component. He was up for a couple of defensive awards at the beginning of the season. So let those guys go compete. Put them in pressure situations. See who's gonna rise to the occasions, who's gonna play at at, at those big times. We got big time games this year. So I mean you gotta let them go out and compete, man. Let them dog eat dog world, man. And 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 the best player gonna win. No favoritism. It's no starters. I don't. I feel like it shouldn't be. It's your first spring. I should. Every every everybody's a suspect right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the way it should be. And with the way the defense looked last year, last year, I think that's how the coaching staff will probably treat it. You know, every position is open, and you got to earn your way for snaps. Absolutely. I think Ebo's jumping into here now. This should be pretty awesome. interesting. <laughs> I talked to him in the Discord. I never actually got a chance to. I know we've never been able to just chat Actually and talk speak to him. What's going on, Evo? What's going on, my man? How you doing? Good, man. What's up? What's up with y'all? What's up, Logan? What's up, Austin? What's up, Dustin? What's up, Freddie? Good. We got the whole running back room back in here. <laughs> that's what we were saying, yeah. I think that's what we're going to have to call the podcast here. Uh, but definitely appreciate you jumping in here. Evo's always into our Discord. If you guys aren't in Discord, I don't know what y'all are doing, but y'all are missing out on everything. But uh, Ebo is jumping in here to talk a little backfield too with us. Ebo, you told me that on the IG live, you got a pretty uh, a funny story or two that you wanted to bring up. He's, Carlos is smirking right now. I don't know if he, <laughs> he might be nervous, but <laughs> it's yeah, all rain. Feel free. Yeah, man. Nah, man. Appreciate y'all having me on, man. Y'all, y'all come a long way, and y'all, it, y'all, y'all killing it for real, man. I be on the Discord sometimes, just going through like, damn, they know more shit than me. I'll be in that thing like, damn, I didn't even know it was like that. Okay. Um, but no, nah, man, I got a co- I got a couple stories, man. L- Los and Freddie know. Um, I guess the most the most original one is is uh, the um the beginning of Gucci Freddie. Gucci Freddie, as we call him. 
Gucci Freddie. Uh, so, you know, uh, 20, 2013, when we went to Pasadena, you know, we was out there having a good time, you know, enjoying ourselves. People, people going out in California, they're, they're going to go meet people, you know, meet anybody, meet some fans, you know, going shopping and whatnot. So me, Freddie, me and Freddie, uh, we, we all in the, uh, and I think RG and Los was there too. We were all in the hotel room and Freddie's like, man, let's go shopping. And I was like, all right, cool, cool. You know, whatever. We got ourselves a little per diem, you know, we, we going out there shopping, doing our thing, man. And we passed the Gucci store and, you know, I just looked at it and I was like, damn, that's what's up. And Freddie's like, hey, let's go in there. Let's go in there. I was like, oh shit. I was like, damn, bro. He's, he's trying to spend for real. Um, and, and Freddie came out with a Gucci belt, had a whole Gucci fit on, man. <laughs> Freddie was in the hotel room flossing, man, in front of the day, in front of the mirror. I was like, damn, bro, this man legit. And I got the picture and everything. I still got that picture, Freddie, man. He was sitting there. On the I, I need that picture, man. I need yeah. that picture. Yeah, Where's that? I'm, I'm going to send that, that to you. I'm gonna send, in fact, I'm going to put it in the Discord right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think pulled, he, he, you got to tell, you gotta tell him the full story. So <laughs> this is how it went. Evo telling it when the money was spent. Tell him about the day before when we came in the Gucci store and I was look, we was looking around. And they was treating us like we were stragglers. I had no money. I'm like, okay. I like, right, I'm gonna be back tomorrow. I'm gonna see y'all keep that same energy. I would look around to see if they had something if I if I like. So I'm walking around. I see. I'm like, all right. I'm gonna be back here tomorrow. And everybody looking at me like, oh, that, he capping. He capping. Like, Listen, I'm gonna be back tomorrow. Like, I just had to make sure they had something I like. Man, no, no, no. It was the same day when we went back. We walked around the mall. I was making sure, yeah. making sure everything was good. Then we came back like an hour. Yeah. All of a sudden, they see I'm for real. Champagne came out. Oh, y'all are real generous. No, y'all were. I didn't even know y'all had nothing to drink. But they were finna let me die dehydration earlier. They were finna just let me be in there thirsty. Going there by the Gucci store out. I see Gucci man in there. He like, dang. Just capping with that one, but if he would have been in there, you know, he would have been like, he would have knew I was in the building. That's yeah. how I, that's how I shut it down. Yes, man. No, it was it was legit, man. Freddie, Freddie, Freddie came out. He had the fit and everything, man. That white, green, and black fit with the line going down it, man. He had the he had <laughs> everything going on, man. I, was like, I, I did that every bowl game, though. They knew like everybody. It got to the point all the vets they like, man. What Freddie going for? For the for, he done got the per diem, man. Make sure Fred don't spend all his per diem, man. <laughs> Legit, man. Honestly, I'm surprised compliance ain't come and get us by then, to be honest. But you know, Freddie and RG. If Freddie and RG was together, RG camera rolling, and Freddie was making us the cry laughing, dog. Cry <laughs> laughing. Them yeah, two like two peas in the pod, bro. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan even, Green. Wow. Now we had a whole show, like we called the Freddie and RG show. Every every yeah. um, what was it? Every Friday before the yeah. game, we'll be on yeah. Snapchat and like yeah. I promise you, if that was a YouTube show, it would have had a hundred thousand subscribers. Yeah. Like it was like that. You got people that don't even play. Like, we got regular students hitting us up talking about, oh y'all doing a show. I'm like, hold on, how you got my Snapchat? Like <laughs> it was like that. Yeah, man. No, he was there. They was legit for real. They was legit for real. And yeah. I, I'll tell you what, another time, and Los, I don't know if Los remembers this one, man, but this was this one stuck with me forever, man. I had just, you know, so I was I was actually like Dustin, man. I was, you know, five, five, eleven and a half, six foot, you know, big, big bruiser, uh, offensive guard in high school. And you know, I was like, all right, you know, I had the Dustin, Dustin Lewis special. I was like, all right, hey man, I'll I'll do whatever I gotta do. I ain't six foot three, but hell, let me put on them pads. So 
I go through the whole walk-on process. I'm sitting there, I'm looking around, and I'm looking around in the locker room, my eyes wide as hell, like, man, what's going on, man? I see Darren Kearns right there. He's he's sitting there in the in the football equipment room, and, and Los is just posted up, just chilling. So I walk up, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I just walked on. I'm, I'm ready to get my stuff and, you know, ready to start start my journey. And then Darren looks at me like, what position are you playing? And I was like, well, I played offensive guard in high school, but I don't know if I want to do it now. Maybe we'll see. That or fullback. Los looks over at me. He goes, you said you played offensive guard or fullback? I was like, yeah, what, what you think I should do? He says, you want to work with Trick the rest of your life? I was like, no, nah, I ain't trying to do all that, man. No, thank you. So thanks thanks to Los. I, I made the right, the proper decision. I made the business decision. Got the oh, let, me, today. let me tell y'all how Ebo, you, you know, I post all the time. Listen, you see my headline, it's the, doing the soldier boy thing. It got the little lean to it. Ebo part of that, man. Listen. I see Ebo. Ebo used to have a straight little fade in college. So I was like, man, I got to find the barber and tally. I came up to him. I seen, I didn't even know Ebo at the time. I was like, yo, who cut your fade? And then he told me. And I went to the shop one day. And I went in there. Y'all ever been to a barber? They get everybody right. But then you go in there for some reason. They're like, I'm going to mess him up. So I go into the barber shop. And listen, man. I had to cut my head bald and that. Like, listen, and Ebo, Ebo was like, man, I don't know what was going on. They always get me right. I'm like, come on, Ebo. I must have hit Ebo in practice or something. I did something to him because he set me up. Like, listen, you see this? I got about two and a half more years before it's all gone. And part of it's Ebo fault. Like, yeah, was, you can not tell him yeah. that part, Ebo. I ain't gonna lie, man. That was that was rough. It was D. The barber, the, the barber was D. I remember that too, man. Yeah, I remember. No, I think what happened was D went in the shop that day and I went to somebody up. That's what happened. Yeah, man. It's Ebo folk. Y'all see, y'all listen. Listen, check me out. I'm getting a cut tomorrow, but listen, we struggling over here. My barber gonna hide it a little bit, but it's Ebo fault. <laughs> Did it wait, Los? What did you say was Ebo's uh nick? What was his nickname? You e just said Booty. E yeah, we called him man E Booty Man. That was a guy. Like you guys don't understand. Like okay, as a walk on at running back, as a walk on period, you got to have a good group of you have to have a good nucleus of guys. Mm -hmm. Like James Vontae, when I first had moved to running back, they were like, "Hey, we was our class." Like, "Am a dog? Cool." Yeah. But when I became the oldest guy in the room, I was like, well, how can I really make this feel like everybody vibe? It's a cool, like, there's no, like, hazing what you would call. Like, we not separating each other. Like, we, it's a vibe. Because I'm a clown, I'm a nut. So we have guys who are like, we used to cut Ebu with pads. Like, we used to, yeah. like, just yeah. brotherhood type stuff. We used to do in practice. And grandma just looking at us like, man, y'all some a-holes for that. Like, y'all yeah. like, messed up individual. What is y'all doing? I remember one time, you remember when he snapped on Ponder? Yeah. Oh, listen, so we had a walk on Ponder, and Ponder was, he was, he was big, strong, he was physical, but he was, he, he, he didn't like contact, he was lazy at times, but he was a hard worker when he wanted to. Yeah. So one day he showed up super, like an hour and a half late to a morning meeting at like 5.45. He showed up at like 6.30. Man, are you talking about he snapped? You gonna try me for the last time? You think you can just walk in like you want to? You go, you ain't gonna try me like this no more. Listen, he pale white, already a white guy, ghost white. You can see through, look like Casper, see through him. 
<laughs> I've never seen Graham. He sweat beads. You can see the vein popping out of his head. Mm-hmm. Like, that day he walked out. You ain't never see him again. Mm-hmm. Nah, I, listen, I know the whole backstory behind that. So, what happened is, I don't know if y'all know what he. I think in my sophomore year, that's the year I played the whole year with a um, torn meniscus. Yes, I remember that. So remember the that. following, the following year, like that was, and Los know, like it was, like it was a big plan for like <laughs> them to use Carlos. Dalvin and then mix me in because that's the first year they found out I could run the ball. So mm-hmm. first game I tapped my meniscus. So mm-hmm. that kind of killed a little bit of them plans. So the following offseason, I'm re- I'm rehabbing and stuff, and I get in the fall camp and it's bothering me a little bit. And I have to I'm still taking a whole lot of reps in camp because like they want quality reps. If the twos and threes ain't doing it, then now I gotta take twos and threes reps. There's no fullback either though. Yeah, and, and Ponder was hurt, I think. Yep, Ponder so was hurt. Come in, when we come in, I think um, they had an issue with one day he missed. He was late for a treatment or something. So that's why Coach Graham was hot. He's like, man, I can't I can't risk him getting hurt. And that's why the, the issue arose from. And I think he reached out to um, Ponder, and Ponder didn't have his phone on him. So he thought he was ignoring him, but he wasn't. He just didn't have his phone on him. And that's where the misunderstanding stemmed from. <laughs> Man, not misunderstanding. It was pure comedy. You fresh out the bed at 6 a.m. and you don't want to be at a meeting, yeah. and then somebody gets snapped on. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I get to, all right, that's that's waking up. That feels that's awesome. That woke me Here up. Go. Here you go. Through comedy. I think I think I think this is it. Uh, y'all can y'all see my screen? Why you mm-hmm. yeah. call called Asian? I don't know. <laughs> hey, what's all those pictures of girls on the back on the yeah. <laughs> I shared the wrong screen. I shared the wrong screen. Hold up. All right, here we go. Yeah, we know. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Bro. We're good. Can y'all see this? You remember that, Freddie? Freddie was Freddie was flossing. I would put listen, I'm putting on the, the Gucci polo. Yeah. I ain't got the shoes on yet, clearly. No. Yeah. I got the jeans. Listen, man, y'all better stop playing me. You got the whole yeah. fit, you boy. You, and this is the crazy part. I, we call him Ebo, but it's Ebo. And he yeah. always be like, it's Ebo, it's Ebo. But we still call him Ebo. But yeah. listen, he ain't got my shoes, man. I don't even <laughs> got the shoes on. I don't know what them is. Them look like us. But I'm clean, dog. Y'all got to stop playing with me, man. I was, I was hitting up my, my publicist at the time, letting them know I'm finna step out and, you know, do my thing. Yeah, we was ready. Your publicist. Ready for yeah. showtime. Yeah. We ready for showtime. Oh yeah. my God! That's a can I ask a question, y'all? Can I ask you a question, Freddie? What's up? Being from Polk County, I never had a chance to really ask you. I get to talk to my brother a lot. I really I asked the Pouncies when I was up in PA. But being from Polk County, what does it really mean to you to like to win a national championship to be a champion? Because being in Polk, it's hard to get out of the county and win a state championship. It's hard to get out of Polk County. Like it's getting hard. It's hard getting out of Miami. It's hard getting out of Polk. To win a state championship, so you won a national championship. How does that? How, how does that? What does that mean? Being from Polk County, being from Bartow. Listen, I'm a, one. I mean, I was. I'm gonna just speak on the fact that I went to Bartow. We never made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So winning the national championship after going three or seven every year, listen, man, that is beautiful. I came in. I didn't know how to feel. Like it took me a while to understand. Like when we first came in, and I think we were playing Boston College. Like, you got to understand, I'm coming from Barto. So when stuff like that go down, it's like, hey, man, I hope this game don't get ugly. We came back, but I'm used to Barto. I'm like, shoot, when stuff like this happen, it get ugly from where I'm from. 
But then I'm like, oh, we got a stick over here. So mm-hmm. just being on that squad, it was it was great to be a part of something special and then learn how to win. That's And we was around a lot of dogs, so I learned how to win. And then it got me – it changed my whole perspective on everything. When we got down, like, that 2014 year, everybody's mindset was, shoot, it don't matter. We know, like, they can't beat us. We just got to get it right. We never felt like we was out of the fight, but it took a while for me to adapt that mentality my, my freshman year because I came from a team that straight garbage. See, but, Fred, like, okay, Fred, you played against me in high school. Mm-hmm. You can contest to them. My high school was not always really good. Y'all better than us? Yeah, but we were, we were better than y'all, but we I never I went to the playoffs only my sophomore year. My junior, senior year, we competed against one Haven, Lake Wells, and Lakeland, like, it just like I always wanted to know how other guys felt coming out of poke and going to win on Super Bowls and winning national championships because winning the state championship in the state of Florida is very difficult. And they talk about yeah. Louisiana, they talk about Texas, California, and I don't really have those experiences with other close relationships with other players from there. But being from Florida, it's hard getting the state, getting into the playoffs is extremely hard. And now with the classifications being bigger, it's even harder. But I really do. I, I like hearing that. It's crazy, man. My experience is like I never won a championship in little league. Cause the cause the rattlers and the other hurricanes. Yeah, them rattlers they be cheating, dog. And then I, the I never won a championship in high school because I played at Ridge. And then I got to Florida State and I got to play with my brother. And I got to share an ACC championship first. Mm-hmm. I got a taste of BCS. And then that next year we got a lot of hungry young cats that were like, "Man, y'all boys are on the train. Like I'm not trying to lose, but in order for me to win, I got to be with y'all already on." So. I'm sacrificing myself for the betterment of the team. And that kind of – and that's what kind of culture Jimbo built. So when that championship was, like, so surreal, dog, like I would never think in my, in my, in my life I would ever be holding a crystal ball. The last one ever made. Think about that, Freddie. We own the last crystal ball ever made. Yeah, listen, dude, you say you never one. thought – you say mm. you never thought you'd be holding the crystal ball. Listen, no. you kind of broke my heart when you said – Y'all only made the playoffs once. Like, listen, you know what I kill for to make the playoffs once in high school? Listen, by the fourth game of the year, by the fourth game of the year, they're like, listen, y'all might as well go and get ready for basketball season because it's because <laughs> <laughs> Bartow basketball school. Yeah, and that's what like it was. It was tough, man. It's true. So to come in and win a national championship, ACC championship, shoot, I felt like I was living a dream. Somebody pinched me. they're right on that though especially on the florida part man i mean the freddie and and lowe's part they're from polk county i'm from lake county so i'm i'm right over you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah when i was in high school graduated 2011 and even for us we went eight and two lost to apaka who had um tom tom yep yep exactly and we lost to uh lost to olympia who had um Man, who they have at the time? They had a I couple cats. Uh, Henry had a um, receiver named yeah. uh, Henry. Yeah, um, he yeah. Out west. But Tom Tom went to Tennessee, and Tom Tom would get yep. forty carries a game. Yep. And you, had play, you had to play. Um. Uh. Um. What did Nick? What did What did Wason go? Went to Lake? Oh, what? South Lake. Yeah, South Lake. South Lake. Yeah. And Wason played quarterback, kick return, punt return, yep. corner. Everything. He played everything. So yep. I mean, it's it. You no, know, it's funny though when you talk about that though. And now I went back home and I coached that area. That talent is very spread out now because they're building so many schools. Yep. Um, Freddie, I know you can contest to it being back in poker, you're seeing elementary schools and middle schools and other schools pop up and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of crazy because I live on the east side of Polk County, especially up in the new part of Davenport. It's so much crazy. It, we, we got a Davenport High School coming within the next school year, and they're mm. only going to enroll starting in 2022 of the fall. Mm. That's going to be their very first graduating class, which is going to be 
ridiculous. They're going to be all freshmen. I mean, so just watching that area grow, it's it's hard getting to a state championship, man. It's going to be really hard these coming years watching kids play football in high school. Absolutely. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that is on the docket. I don't know if uh, I would like to probably bring up, too, about the quarterback heading into spring. One last thing here to go over. You know, we're heading to McKenzie Milton. This is seems to be uh, his job almost to lose. But, you know, EJ was on here last week. We talked about – he talked about Jordan Travis is that he's definitely not throwing Jordan Travis off. Um, you know, he's still going to compete big time, and it's going to be hard to take away that starting job from Jordan Travis. And I, I kind of agree with him. I think I was more set on, you know, McKenzie Milton, boom, right off the bat, which I do feel like is going to happen. But I think Jordan Travis is really going to push very, very hard – I think you're going to see a lot of Jordan Travis and you got Chubba Purdy who's still dealing with upper body recovery, hasn't thrown the ball yet uh, this early spring and during tour tour of duty and whatnot. Um, But what do y'all think about the quarterback situation or Freddie, you start off. What do you think about the quarterback situation heading into spring? Yeah. I mean, with Milton's film and what he was able to do at UCF, if he can be 80% of what he was, that's, that's you can't you can't beat that but I'm a big Jordan Travis guy like I agree with EJ it's not gonna just be sweet over there Jordan Travis he he a dog he a dog too and the mentality that this team got once he took over the reins last year you just seen every, everything change a bit and they felt like they could truly win with him back there lead, leading the charge and we know that they're gonna push each other and I feel like even if he doesn't win the battle, they're going to find a role for Jordan Travis in this offense. So it'll be exciting to see. Competition is only going to be good for both the both of them. Los? I'm a 13 fan, but 10, I've always been a bigger fan of 10. The guy that wears number 10 got to be a hard ass, and that's just me, because Sean McGuire proved that for me. When he came in there, Sean took a lot of bullets and got a lot of criticism for not being good enough and competing with Jameis, but that kid was every bit as good. And Coker was too. And Coker went to Alabama, won the national championship. And I, so I, I, I mean, he went and played his butt off, and so did Sean um, for us. But I think Freddie, you proved uh, you proved the point why I think it won't be as much of a battle with him as it will be with Purdy, because we're looking for a quarterback, somebody that can that's going to be a leader, and somebody that's that that's that's more consistent. And I think with longevity, you have Purdy, which you can build on. Unless you want to go win right now and you can do what you did last year and kind of play scramble with a guy that does a lot of things well, not one thing great. Hmm. When you have McKenzie come in, he's doing multiple things. He's proven over a course of a, over years without being injured that he is a top-tier quarterback when he is healthy and playing on the field. So do I think that it's going to be a quarterback competition between Travis? No. It'll be against Purdy. It'll be against him because of longevity. I think it's going to be the competition between him and McKenzie and then McKenzie's leadership and being being from a winning program where he's led them to an undefeated season and a national championship, quote-unquote. I think that's why. I think because Travis can do so much, that's why he won't – it won't be the competition for him to be the starter. He has a role. You can come in the game and be the weapon X. Why do I need you to be the starter when I can have somebody else take that role, take less off your place? So you can focus on being the best you for us you can be. Mm-hmm. E-Booty, what's your take? <laughs> no, nah, man, they're both, they're both spot on with that. And we've kind of seen 
in the past how Mike Norvell's offenses util, utilize all the weapons that he has, you know. So I, I think I, I'm putting my trust in, in Dylan Ham and Norvell, and, and I think that they'll find a good balance. Um, it may not be enough to satisfy both of those guys, but, you know, hopefully we're seeing an end result on the field that'll, that'll, supplement, that'll supplement it. I, I think we can definitely have both of them coming in and, and doing a great job. Um, yeah. Just can't get too reliant on, on one or the other, you know. Yeah, no, I, I don't think you can keep Jordan Travis off the field. There's just too much talent with them. Um, I know there's going to be most likely some packages we'll see. It's really going to be able to – we're really going to see the creativity that Dillingham and Norvell have. I think that that <clears throat> that running back unit, the quarterback unit, that is a that is probably – I think, in my opinion, right now, the most secured and loaded part of Florida State right now. Um, I think the DB units, a question mark on who fits best. I think there's good talent there, but it depends on what fits best. But I really believe in this backfield uh, that's coming out. You got a question over here? You got a question? I, 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 I was thinking we're talking about a lot of groups, but we haven't mentioned the receiver room. Like we talked about, I mean, Robinson, but we haven't mentioned anybody else that we looking to 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 literally make a splash in that room. Who else is in that room right now that we think that's accountable? Parchment, uh, who just got to camp? Terry Wilson. Who's going to make out? I'm not being a yeah, critic. Yeah. I'm saying, how, how many catches a game kind of guy is he? I think he. a lot of these guys last year were hen, hindered off of not having Hindered? a passing attack. I think okay. that it's hard to really tell, from, at least for me, because of the hindering. Jordan Travis was there for 80% of run, 20% of throwing the football. So I think a lot of guys were hindered. Where I, We didn't get to see Brian Robinson, who I know was dealing with the energy, Ontario Wilson. You've also got <clears> – <throat> uh, there's other young cats – I always forget his friggin' name, but <laughs> saw the field quite a bit. You got a kid, you got a kid coming in from um what Kansas? No, there's a lot. Yeah, parchment. Yeah, parchment. He just got to campus last week. He was just visiting. He was still doing workouts though, right? Los is talking. Oh, we lost your mic, Los. We lost your mic. Yeah. So, but he's not actually enrolled. So, like, mm, okay. The way that they kind of have to say it is, oh, well, the football facility doors were open and the quarterbacks <laughs> and receivers just happened to be thrown in there. So he just came in to get some work. There wasn't any coaches there. So that's how, that's how they kind of got to yeah. spin it for now. But he'll be enrolling in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to put this one last thing before we let Freddie and Ebo go. While we have three former players on here, obviously a big topic, which we're going to talk about, we can talk about now, though, is – the $100 million funding that was announced uh, today for the Unconquered campaign. A lot of this is going to go to Florida State football-only facility, something that's been in the works for a good long while now. The plans all along was for them to break ground in July of 2021. I'm not sure if that's still going to be the case, but still some really great news on Florida State and Alfred coming, who was just a recent hire for Florida State and the chief of boosters there, put in some work and uh, bringing in a lot of funding. But Florida State now uh, has a lot of funding and enhancing that facility room that is much needed because you guys know y'all shared a lot of the gym, uh, the more and the gym there with other uh, sports too. So just give me y'all's thoughts on that and uh, the upgrade that is uh, soon going to be happening, hopefully. I'm going to take off like plies. Uh, all right, this is did I, I, I I'm happy. I'm extremely, extremely, extremely happy. I'm satisfied. I like the little three. I like the images I'm seeing. I like it. But why wait so long? Why would why 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 would you give us a hundred yard 
um, players lounge that nobody needed. We wanted to work. We wanted to win. We didn't want no players lounge. I never got to be in the players lounge. I got the I got the turf room with the red walls in it. What you got, Freddie? Turf room red walls. I got turf room red walls. I didn't really get none of what the benefits was of after winning a national championship. I much preferred. I much preferred. No, sorry, Lois. You were frozen. You were frozen. Yeah, it was, I it was I perfect. I'm, man. I'm just saying. In short. I don't. I like the fact they're finally getting it done, and it's for. And honestly, I rather them getting it done on Norvell's clock than than Taggart's. But at the same time, the people that deserved and earned didn't get what what they what they should have gotten. And I stand by that till I die. We worked our asses off. The guys that Jimbo's first class, those couple of last years of, of Mickey, yeah, those guys that were there until Jimbo first, yeah, they worked their asses off. Winning that championship, three ACCs. Yeah, we we deserve a new and we deserve a weight room, our own meeting rooms, our own everything. We didn't get none of that, but I'm happy they're getting it. I'm happy there's a recruiting tool. I'm I'm proud of the boosters finally getting together and actually come. I mean, it's about time. I mean, you had to fire Jimbo to get it done, but damn. Yeah, I I agree with those. We didn't get the luxury of experiencing that, and we did. We des we deserved it, but shoot, for that reason alone. Just y'all youngers, y'all take advantage of it, man. Yeah. Listen, that's 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 a blessing. And we had to go through being in training rooms with some some of the trainers, they they work multiple sports. So I know a guy that I used to work directly <coughs> with when I when I had my when I had my neck injury and when I had my knee injury, he would do my rehab, but he's working multiple sports and we have to share that we have to share yeah. that. So now it ha- it cuts into my my re- rehabilitation process. And now you guys will have just your own facility. You don't have to share the weight room anymore. That's a blessing. And then the plan they're talking about as far as nutrition and things of that aspect, y'all got to take advantage, man. Listen, the old heads come back. They used to come back to us when we got the new locker room. Like, yo, we ain't had this. So we had to go out there and ball. Like, cause they, they set the standard. So now y'all got to go out there and ball. Listen, y'all got the toys. Y'all got the toys. Now it's time to go out there and put on a show. Yeah. No, I remember. Hell, I even remember y'all went when they when they redid <coughs> the first time. I walked in there. I was like, "Damn, that's that's heavy." Because now we got to go do work. You know what I mean? So I, I'm I'm glad that they finally started it. Um, I'll be happier when they break ground. That way, you know, you don't have to schedule out the schedule out the weight rooms and all that. Um, but I mean, I guess it's a good show of faith from the public and especially from like people like Los and Freddie. Who have gone out of their way to kind of boost the actual seminal seminal booster movement through um through social media um without without y'all and without them actually making a true push we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have gotten to this point you know I, I wish we would have been able to do it in the past with using social media but you know kudos to y'all and kudos to i guess the rest of the staff at seminal boosters and even mike alford alford um who's, who's kind of leading leading the charge on that so Hopefully we can break ground soon, and and then we'll be able to actually compete with the with the upper echelon of uh, the SEC schools and all the mm-hmm. other. Out there. I, I have to educate myself better on the the booster and player relationship because I know as as a player when I was getting recruited, I mean, I tailgated with people that I consider family. Like these are people I knew before I was in sixth grade, before I touched the high school football. I was tailgating with, eating with, hanging out with every weekend at Florida State game. So when I become a recruit, 
I can't do certain things, can't be around. And even when I become a player, these people are family. I got family members still to the day. I go, I can call and go eat with and have lunch with and that. They're, I'm watching their grandkids grow up because they watch me grow up and stuff like that. So um, I think as an NCAA and as a universities across the country, booster and, and player relationship have to get better because a lot of people, some kids come from places where they don't work during the summer while they're on campus. And you can speak from it, Ibu. Like, you was no scholarship, Freddie, but you was, though. It's still hard when you're on scholarship and definitely when you're not during the summertime. When you want to work out in the summer with scholarship guys, you want to be on campus and you're taking classes. Like, it's a real struggle. I think there needs to be some kind of loophole where they want to get paid in their likeness. You can work with a booster that has a legitimate business, a legitimate 1099, a legitimate way for you can make a small income when you're not enrolled in a full credit load of hours to get like your your financial aid or whatever it may be. I mean, because those are the people that's actually putting money back into the program. Why not build relationships with these kids themselves? Like learn about these people, learn about these kids, learn about the players that are they're putting that's putting points on the scoreboard that builds a community, that builds relationships around the whole town. To me, that's something that that, that needs to really start happening. They're separating it and they're because because it's money factor. You want to make money off the kids. You want to make money off the boosters, but you don't want to make money together. You need that money to stay separate. I think they need to stay that. I mean, these are two people that's putting the money. They're putting the most money into the school. So why not let them help each other? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, you you know me with my everything I do outside of this, just talking about life after yep. ball, just getting with these guys. I, I agree with you. A lot of these people, players, we don't have relationships with these people. And like you said, a lot of them have, huge businesses and just teaching the players about entrepreneurship and how to survive after ball is over. We may have some guys that go on to play in the league 10 years, but shoot, once them 10 years up, they're going to have to adjust to life after at some point. And you may have some guy that plays and after that, his, his career is over. So at some point, you know, you're going to have to make that transition. So tired, getting tied in with some of these people, because you, you make, you're going to make a killing off of us. So, Invest back in us as well. I know that the scholarships, okay, you pay you pay for the scholarships. We get we get that aspect of it. But the, the person, the person, that's the biggest thing. We're paying for the scholarship to get their schooling. But we see so many times after people graduate, our degrees, they're not able to get jobs in those fields. So teaching them about business and different things of that aspect, because a lot of these guys, I've I've talked to guys and they're like, man, I don't really feel like college prepared me for life. And we shouldn't feel like that. There's so many resources around there for us to tap into. And I don't just put that on them, but I do believe they are a great resource for us to use. So that's something we should definitely tap into at some point. The value of the scholarship and the degree more than the value of the human being. And, you know, me and Nate went on about the recruiting and all that kind of stuff before about the getting, getting paid in the likeness and stuff. It's just like, you know, I, I come from a lot of players aspect. I played in the NFL. I didn't play for long while I was there, but I learned the business aspect. I became a very visual person of watching football from a business standpoint and college and professional. And just like, you know, the, uh, Draymond said the other night, they're not taking care of players enough. You're not taking care of college kids enough. I argue with Nate about these kids play, played an entire football season through a pandemic. Yeah, Terry probably said some really wild stuff to Ron Dugans. He probably said some disrespectful, but it's a lot on that kid's mind. He's still a child. He's still... 19, 20, he's not, he's not there yet. He doesn't know anything but structure in his life, but going to class, going to weights, eating meals, going to meet, that's all he knows. 
you're not teaching the like you're, you're you're worried about the degree and you worry about the piece of paper and worry about the scholarship beyond you're not worried about the human being let me get some time with this person like let me dig into his social media let me let me see what he's like and let me see how I can help him and mold him if he wants to be a professional you got to be a certain way you got to carry yourself a certain way you can't walk into the NFL nowadays any kind of way like it's only one Marshawn Lynch you don't see, how, how many other people see acting like Marshawn Lynch nobody I mean, it's just the way you have to carry yourself. And I think having the opportunity to be around more business-like people, like our boosters, the people that's putting money into our university, I think that'll be beneficial to a lot of people carrying their careers on, not only in football, but after football and just in life in general. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's a big discussion. I think it's only going to grow this offseason. We know that <clears throat> Ron DeSantis has pushed a lot for athletes in Florida, definitely college, guy, uh, college players to – uh, be able to bring in funds for them over their likeness on their name. And so that's something that is going to be a huge discussion during uh, this offseason, I think, that we'll continue to talk about too because a lot is going on in that area. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to say before we let Ebo go to and also Freddie, I just want to give a shout-out to Ebo. I know most recently uh, you just became Clermont's youngest uh, chairman or councilman. I mean, I mean, that's pretty, that's a pretty badass news, man. Congratulations to you. I know you put in a lot of hard work for that and that's just only the beginning for you, but uh, definitely shout out to you working your tail off, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. Er, I already told you congrats, but I got to tell you on big time. I salute everything. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Um, just like, so we were just talking about it. Life, out, life out the ball. And that, that applies to walk on as well. This was our dream at one point too so making that transition and taking advantage of your, your college experience and now you out here making a difference in the world so i respect everything that you're doing yeah man appreciate y'all and it's funny i was talking to i, I talked to Lose and freddie back when i first you know, thought about this and wanted to do it and they're like hey go out there and do it and so you know for me it's all about giving back to the community and, and, and bringing up and we were talking about you know trying to prepare our, our, our youth for life after college and, and kind of what happens next. So that's, that's, that's the big goal for us right now. Um, but, you know, we're glad to see us do it. You know, FSU knows we do it big no matter what we do. So you go do it, then do it big then. No, absolutely, oh. man. I love it. But I uh, definitely appreciate too the story. The story was good enough for me. And I got a picture now saved on my phone about Freddie. So if he ever comes at me with some crazy stuff, I can use that to my advantage. <laughs> Uh, but I, I never gotta find a picture in the whole outfit, man. I gotta find a, I know yeah. I got it somewhere. You gotta send it to <laughs> for Carlos. About to start. <laughs> Look at we got no, Lois is about to no, die. Y'all don't even know the half, dog. Hey, well, we're gonna have to spend so much time on Snapchat. <laughs> Gucci Freddie is a real live person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but yeah, Freddie, you gotta send us a picture so we can. Uh, get that out in the Discord, tweet it out. It's got to be out there. I think it might be in my I'm, – I'm iPhone game. No, I had an Android when those pictures were taken, so I don't even know mm -hmm. if I'll be able to find it. I got to I gotta hope that somebody else has yeah. it. That's really I'm going to hit RG on Snap and see if RG got it. Yeah, RG might have it. I'm going to hit RG on Snap and see if RG got it. Hey. Well, Freddie, definitely, as always, appreciate you coming on, man. I know we'll be – uh, keep it in touch as this spring begins. So I'm sure we'll have you on maybe preview some of the spring and talk some sp uh, spring camp. And Eba, I appreciate you always going to be in contact and Discord and Twitter and hope everything's going well with you. I know you're a busy man. So 
definitely appreciate both of y'all coming in here and talking some Knowles and talking some real former player stuff, man. I love that. I think a lot of fans want to know what happens on the inside. You know, a lot of we don't a lot of fans don't get to see that, but y'all conversating like that, I think, is uh, pretty nice for some fans to get the real deal on what what goes down behind the scenes. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Hey, appreciate it, you guys. Y'all be good. Y'all have a good evening. All right, Thanks. too, guys. And we're back now after the interview with Freddie and Ebo. Appreciate those two coming on. We love those guys. They're in our Discord. Um, and hey, they and Ebo said, hey, if you're not in Discord, I don't know what you're doing. So, like I said, you're gonna have a very boring off season. Very boring. I, I wouldn't know what to do anymore if I didn't have the Discord. It keeps you entertained. <laughs> so make sure y'all are in there. Let's jump into Chick-fil-A trivia. This is our first time ever doing this. This is from our Chick-fil-A partners over there on West Tennessee Street. Shout out to them. We also have a big giveaway coming out next week. I don't know if I can really mention it, but I know I can definitely on next week's show. But definitely for you basketball people, keep an eye out. We have a big giveaway coming out with them next week. So what I'm going to do is ask both Austin and Nate a question here. I can't ask Dustin because he already knows the first questions and the answers to them because I don't know. I only know the answer. You got to say, I only know the answer because I got it right. Okay. I know you want your recognition. All right. So are these shorter questions? Are they, are they Chick-fil-A? They're Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A questions. What do we win? Yep. I'm going to give you a meal card. Yep, you get let's a free go. meal. You get Eat a free on us. Meal. Let, let's go. Yep, yeah, free a whole meal. We're talking drink, food, side, everything. Like it a large. Wait, it's a whole meal. It's a whole meal. It's not just a chicken sandwich. You get a chicken sandwich or nuggets, and you get a drink. Wow. And and you get fries. I can't wait for or wait for week three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we just go and get you in here now and do it, Dustin. While there's because I thought Los would be here, but well, I get it right. I mean, there's. <laughs> The problem, well, it's fast food and it's a question, so you probably will get it right. <laughs> I mean, you're going to ask me the same question I already got right. No, I'm not going to. There's, you'll have to wait till next week. We'll do it next week. Uh, all right, first question. Chick-fil-A sauce is a combination of which three sauces? Mm. So mm. what are all the sauces? All the sauces are... Uh, 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 so no, don't, don't read the sauces out. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. so, so I think... If I'm not mistaken, it's barbecue, honey mustard, and ranch. I was gonna say the same three except mayo instead of ranch. Uh, I'm gonna go bar- <laughs> barbecue, honey mustard, ranch. I'm not a sauce guy. I think since it's, I think this is how it's gonna be. I think it has to be the first person, or I do like a timer and y'all show your phone. I think it's just gonna have to be who says it first. I mean, yeah. Austin said mayonnaise, so yeah, I, I, I'm not a sauce guy. <laughs> he thinks there's mayonnaise in Chick Fil A sauce. I don't know. There's some mayonnaise. I've never had Chick Fil A sauce. If anything, well, ketchup. It's a combination Wait. of three Chick Fil A sauces into what makes the Chick Fil A sauce. So that means Austin sure thinks Nate's there's a mayo. Right. Austin thinks there's a. Ma- I guess I there's a mayo right. packet. Yeah, Nate's right. Uh, it is. Uh, let me read it out. This is what. Let me read it out. I got the whole document here. It's a real deal. What do you get when you mix together barbecue, honey mustard, and ranch sauces? That's what I said, dude. The Chick-fil-A team was bold enough to find out, and the results soon become one of our most popular sauces. We enjoy the delicious blend so much, we attached our name to it. So that's what it is. Nate was right. You didn't say what it was. You just said it's one of our most popular sauces. You never said Chick-fil-A sauce. Well, well, you know... I, I know that because I, I I read the label, you know. <laughs> he never, Nate's old. He has to read like everything on the back of his stuff. <laughs> see how many calories and sodium. That's what I got to do. 
<laughs> but hey, Nate is our first winner. Nate, I'm going to be sending you in the mail. Now, you uh, send, it, send it to Austin. Austin. Wow. Look at that. I, I'm, I'm going to pay it forward for him, you know? Wow. Oh. <laughs> That's nice. He did hurt. He did hurt his hip a little while ago. Yeah, so yeah. Logan was going to treat your whole family to Chick Fil A, but yeah. now you get nothing. Nate. <laughs> whoa, right. whoa! You got more mouths to feed than I do. <laughs> nah, man. Yeah. I, I'm good. How's Tinder going, Austin? I don't want to talk about it. All righty. Uh, all right. So let's jump into basketball to end off the podcast. Here, I'm excited. Florida State. Dustin invited me on my second date with him. I actually had someone Aww. sitting in between him in between me, Lopez. Shout out to Lopez, our IT guy for the Discord. He sat in between us, so I didn't have him near me to spike my friggin' beer again. Uh, but Florida State absolutely obliterates Virginia. I don't have the score down here. Can someone tell me? It was 81 to 60. Okay, boom. That's what I was predicting. 81 to 60. Boston comes back into the game. I haven't seen him in a little while, but man, what a game on Monday night primetime, Austin. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. I was <laughs> more confident than most heading into this game. I'll just leave it at that. I was pretty confident we were going to win because you look at Virginia's schedule, they just hadn't played anybody. And the teams that were good that they played, Virginia Tech and Gonzaga, they got smoked. So like, if Florida State comes in, you know, if they score like 65 points, I'll be pretty happy. Because Virginia, you don't put up 65 points against Virginia for Florida State. They put up 81. <laughs> the, most, <laughs> the most Florida State has put up against Virginia since 2006. They scored like 1.32 points per possession, which is absolutely absurd. And we're just lethal from everywhere. You know, 54% from three, 50% from the floor. 77% from the free throw line, just five turnovers the entire game. The second time that's ever happened in the Hamilton era. It, like <laughs> they just dominated every single stat they dominated except blocks, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Second chance points, 11 to three bench points, 37 to 20 fast break points, 13 to two time led 36 minutes to two minutes. It was an old-fashioned butt-whipping from the beginning. You know, they go into half up 20. Virginia comes out. They said, okay, we're going to change the game plan a little bit. Kihei Clark, do work. We're going to put you in a high ball screen. I want to see what Florida State does. Kihei Clark was cooking in those first six minutes. He scored all 12 of his points in the first six minutes of the second half. Florida State made their adjustment, changed how they were playing those ball screens. And just like that, Florida State went on another 17 to nothing run and over the next five minutes, and the mm -hmm. game was over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, like you like you said, Austin, that was the only time outside of Virginia going up 6-2, you know, in the first two minutes, like you said. That was really only the time they threatened Florida State during the entire game. And once Florida State flipped the switch and went on that huge run, I mean – it was over. That yeah. that game was I, I didn't expect it to go that route. I, mean, no, I, I thought it'd be I thought it'd be back and forth type of game all the way to the end. And S scoring so, like scoring eighty one points in sixty two possessions mm -hmm. is insane. So so yeah, I, what do you guys think? I think this is the best offensive team that he's had, Coach Young's sure. had. It's like and, and I, I don't I don't this includes Gonzaga and Baylor that, you know, Florida State plays like that. No one's going to beat them. If they, yeah. can play, if they can string five games together like that, you know, they're not going to all be perfect, but, you know, string five of those together, 
They're going to win the tournament. I mean, we've seen that this team gets up for big games. Like mm-hmm. we saw at Louisville, which is another primetime game, smacked them. Yep. Home against Clemson, smacked them. When they want to, they are really, really good. It, it, I've said this a couple of times. This, the floor of this team is not as high as last year's, but the ceiling, I think, actually is. Mm-hmm. Just because of how capable they are offensively. I mean, any given night, someone can give you 15 and 8. It's insane. There's so many talented scorers, so many talented shooters. I mean, we, we how many times have we heard here in the offseason and the preseason and the first few games, this is a really good shooting team. It's probably the best shooting team we've had in Tallahassee. You've got four guys shooting above 40% from three, and then Polite and MJ are above 50% from three. It's an insane roster that is getting more confident. And we, we, we'll talk about it here in a second, but this road game at Pitt's going to be a great chance for them to prove themselves i want to say shout out to dustin too because every game that i've been to florida state has obliterated their opponent and i feel like now i wouldn't you shout out yourself well i'm shouting you i'm giving some recognition but now screw you now it's going to me because you if all the florida state fans listening to this need to start thanking me because every time i've been there like it i'm just like now i have to just go grab another beer because i'm bored because florida state's up by 20 uh, heading into halftime, like, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm heading like how I was in 2013. Like the game was over. Uh, it like, is true. You, you went to you went to three games, right? You went to the first game, the COVID po- uh, out of COVID pause NC State game where you we weren't really sure what was going to happen. Beat the yeah. crap out of them. Then you went to the Clemson game that was supposed to be a good game. Beat the crap out of them, and then the Virginia game. So, so yeah, that's kind of yeah, it's kind of strange. So what are we thinking here? Are y'all... 48, 48 and a half against Virginia is. So are you? So I think now we've kind of come to an agreement that y'all are going to fund my tickets to Indianapolis <laughs> for the tournament, or is that y'all not care about Florida State winning their? No, first no. That, that, I, I mean, you, you keep everything from the Discord anyway, so it's it doesn't matter. Whoa, 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 whoa! You know, now, hold things not, have changed. You know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, so, things have changed. When? Yeah, no, so, I got to say, if things have changed, I want to be updated here. Hey, hey so like, like, so 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 you funded your trip, your your little. That's what. You know, that's what the plan has been all along. To the Steelers game, you know. Oh, that you know, is true. That is. Then, I put all of it in there to the yeah, free yeah, tickets. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm quite sure that, you know, you, you've been getting ready to fund this shit to, uh, I'll tell to you Indy. What, this Chick-fil-A is. I'm on you, bro. I'm on you. <laughs> Curse the Steelers by spending spending our money on them. That's why they lost in the first round. Yep. Let's don't get it. Now, this has turned into something that I didn't want to do. I was talking about being pro FSU and trying to get them a national championship, but obviously Nate – Dustin and Austin don't care about Florida State. And it sucks for Austin because he has his name there with some of his friends that are at FSU. And it is what it is. It's okay. That's fine. I tried. I tried FSU fans, yeah, but I don't know if we're going to make it this year. But going on, like you said, Austin, the COVID-19 once again is screwing up games. Florida State's Virginia Tech home game is postponed. That is now going to be moved to a Boston College or where I mean Pittsburgh Pitt, at Pittsburgh, four p.m. Which, on Saturday. If you're in this, if you're in the Discord, you knew about it first. I've been on it all week, <clears> saying, <throat> "Hey, Virginia Tech's probably going to get canceled. Look out for Pitt or Boston College." Then Boston College went into a COVID pause as well. I'm like, "Well, here comes Pitt," and it came out yesterday. We're playing Pitt. Pitts is they're solid. They've got, in my opinion, the ACC Player of the Year. If, if I was to end the voting today, Justin Champagne would be my ACC Player of the Year, leading the conference in scoring and rebounding. They're a lot like Virginia, where they got four guys who are going to give you buckets, and then outside of that, it's absolutely nothing. 
with Pitt, you got Champagne, you got Xavier Johnson, who's averaging 14. You got Odyssey Tony, who's averaging 14. And then you got Ithiel Horton, who's averaging 10. After that, no one's averaging more than five. So if you can shut those four guys down, like Florida State did a great job of limiting two of the four for Virginia. Jay Huff was an absolute zero for Virginia all game. And then Sam Hauser only took, what, six, seven shots, had 11 points. If you do that same kind of thing with Pitt where you take away two of these guys, they're not going to win. They're not talented enough. They don't have the depth. They're not that great shooting the ball, I don't think, off the top of my head. Um, yeah, 32% from three. It's always been that egg that Florida State's laid, though. Yeah, it, you know? that's the thing with Pitt. Last year, Florida State opened up the season at Pitt. Ugly. It sucked. I mean, granted, the officiating was horrible last year. Balsa Kopervich fouled out in six total minutes of playing time. <laughs> the last time we played at Pitt, Fiondu Cabangeli fouled out in, I think, 14 minutes of playing time. With Pitt, you just have to stay out of foul trouble. You have to play smart. You, you shouldn't be drawing dumb fouls. You shouldn't be. You got to be. You got to be smart. That's really all it is with Pitt. I'm not. I'm not convinced Jeff Capel is that good of a coach. Great recruiter. I don't think he's that good of a coach. Um, they're just a tough physical team. They have been forever. I remember when we played up there in 2017 and got smacked. Like it was 20, 25 points. That was when they had Cam Johnson before he transferred to UNC. Pitt's just a tough place to play. I think this year with them not having fans, it's not as tough. You know, the Oakland Zoo is one of the toughest places to play in the ACC. I've seen almost every environment there is. It's up there. I will I will go to my grave saying that Pitt student section was as loud as Duke's when we played at Duke. And them not having fans, that's a big, that's a big impact for Pitt. Wow. Saying some shout out to the Pitt people up there. Great fans. Weird arena, but great fans. Except for the Steelers fans, they're all. And I would, I, I would just like coming. to say real quick. Oh, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Well, that's where they grew up around Pittsburgh, and then you become a Steelers fan. So, uh, six rings, by the way, six rings. Well, this is now the the second time that Austin has correctly gotten the date and the opponent for um a, a reschedule one of Florida State's rescheduled games because it happened. Last time before, yeah, it was pit. It was pit last time before Florida State went to their second COVID pause, and now again. And, but but due the to wizard. The, yeah, due to the second COVID pause, Florida State's going to need some help if they want to win the ACC championship regular season. Because Virginia's played more games. Yeah, they have the same amount of losses, but Virginia's I think eleven and one or eleven and two in conference, whereas Florida State's I think eight and two or nine and two. Um, Virginia's remaining schedule, they got to play at Duke on Saturday. And they have Miami and NC State at home. And then they have at Louisville, which is a tough end of the season. But then let's you look go Duke State. and Louisville. Duke and Louisville, let's go. Yeah, because I don't have much hope for yeah. NC State. Because NC State just lost their best player to a torn ACL. So I don't and, have much hope for them. And NC State also just sucks as, as an institution. So Correct. And Miami <laughs> also sucks as an institution. Um, and then Florida State, they, gotta, they got they kind of have a tough finish. At Pitt this Saturday, not an easy game, but if you win, you really exercise some demons from these last few years. Wednesday, you have at Miami, whatever they suck. Um, <laughs> at North Carolina next Saturday, another place where Florida State just had a lot of bad luck recently. Um, you look at the game 
two years ago where Kobe White gave us the business. It just it was unstoppable. And they played us tough at home, you know, about a month ago. They've, they've been playing a lot better recently. And they're going to be a desperate team that needs that one quality win to try and get into the tournament, which who thought we'd be saying that about North Carolina. Then you have Boston College, your one home game, and then at Notre Dame. So four of your last five games are on the road. That's a tough finish. Fingers crossed, though, Florida State is able to win those out and then, like you said, have uh, Virginia blow one of these, man. That would be nice for Florida State to go back-to-back. Because I'm going to say this every podcast. I do not want us playing in the conference tournament. If we're locked into the NCAA tournament, there's no benefit for us playing the ACC tournament at all. It can only hurt us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been high on that, and we'll see. You know, if you hear anything, probably be in the Discord before anybody else sees it. So. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see teams across the country pull out of that tournament. Team, yeah, teams that are locked in, like a Florida State or a Baylor, there's zero benefit for them to win their conference, but potentially get a COVID case, and then they're out of the main tournament. There's no benefit unless the NCAA plans on pushing the NCAA tournament back which they're not going to because they're desperate for money right now <laughs> and they need these TV contracts. If they were to push it back, give teams two weeks to go ahead and get their quarantine, get in a bubble, whatever. But instead, they have one week. They have to test negative for seven straight days before they get to Indianapolis. But that's tough. That's mm-hmm. tough considering three of those days are going to be in a different city playing so many other teams that are all staying in the same four hotels. We're going to have full coverage of the next couple of games. I know Austin goes into every uh, game day with an article piece, and then we'll have during the games half times where he'll jump into the bat cave and give guys his live analysis, uh, which I actually jumped into while I was at the game. I got to learn a little bit uh, while Dustin was tweeting away, uh, but definitely appreciate Austin always coming on here and giving us the rundown on the latest basketball news. Um, Before we get too much farther, we didn't shout out Balsha Kovacevic enough. Oh, yeah. That man in a three-play sequence hit an 18-footer, then a pull-up three, then ISOed Sam Hauser and beat him to the rim before he got fouled. I think anybody could have made a three that night. I think Nate and Dustin could have dropped one. Uh, Yeah, I I was looking at Logan, Logan, I can definitely hit a three. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I, I make it rain. I'm Hurricane Doug. There were nine players that attempted a three for Florida State the other night. Eight of them hit at least one. Wow. It was impressive. It was nuts. It was like I was talking to a friend at work the other day, and I was like, "What? I'm not used to this. I'm not used to like threes. Like I have to get up every time. After a while, like my knees start hurting. I'm up and down. I'm <laughs> up and down. I'm a guy that like if I'm in the stand, that's why I like being in the stands covering football games. Like if I'm gonna be in the stands there, I'm going to have some electric. Definitely if there's dunks going on, sometimes I might get up and faint because I have too much excitement. Like if there's a big dunk, I'm like, I'm, I'm about to pass out. I'm yelling too much, but it's too much uh, up I've... and down, putting my threes up. I'm like, <laughs> come on, man. I'm like, I go back to sit down and boom, three. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this, man. This is the first team I could think of in a while that's had a better offense and defense. I tweeted last night that Florida State was ninth in offensive efficiency. They're now up to eighth after the games today. Wow, the eighth ranked offense in the country. Where, where they at? Where they at? If you take away that UCF and first Clemson game, probably fifth. I'd have to do the math, but they'd be up there. And even I wonder the game, what they were before the COVID pause. 
uh, for a while we were hanging around like 14, 15. It really feels like things have exploded just since since oh, they came saying, back yeah, from since, that first. Since COVID the first couple pause, I don't know because I I usually don't check offensive and defensive efficiency numbers till you're like midway through January. Yeah, but I'm just saying to me yeah. that that's when it felt like the the switch really flipped for Turned this on. team. I agree. Like they came out of that first COVID pause, and ever since then, I mean, outside of the one game at Georgia Tech, they've pretty much dominated everybody. I mean, you yeah, had that Wake Forest game after the but second But that wasn't pause, because but. of the offense. It was because you had one random white guy go for 23 off the bench. <laughs> that was the only reason. Other than that, it went according to the game plan. Yeah. And people people talk about, well, Florida State's not at the level defensively that we're used to, which you look at the bare numbers. Yeah, they're 41st in defensive metrics. But two years ago, this same defensive efficiency would have been top 20. It, I, also, top, I also think that their offense is – Good enough, they don't necessarily have to be, but I also think they've shown that you know they get the stops when they have to. You know, for the, sure. the, the, the defense is good enough when it has to be, and that and for me, I don't care. And you've got you've got the, the, the best perimeter the situational defense is, is is still really good. And you've got oh, the best st- perimeter defender in the ACC and Raekwon Gray. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, the the level he's playing at defense, not just defensively, just all around. He's the best player on this team, and I don't think there's much argument for it. But especially defensively, he's a man amongst men defensively. Mm. He shuts down whoever he wants to. I mean, he held Sam Hauser to 11 points. He came into the game averaging like 15. I mean, yeah, just about every lineup they put out there um, defensively against Virginia just had had a ridiculous performance. I mean, I think think at one point they had um, Scotty, MJ, Anthony Polite, Raquan Gray and maybe Malik Osborne. And the way the the switchability on defense and just the harass the harassing of every pass inside and whatnot. I mean, man, it was crazy. They were just getting so many deflections, turning it into transition fast break buckets. It was they were locked in in that Virginia game. Like we're supposed to remain biased, but I was you know, I yelled a couple times. I don't know. Kihei Clark <laughs> wanted no part of Anthony Polite. It, Polite was dogging him all mm-hmm. game. And it was so much fun to watch. Hey, before we move on, I, I want to ask you guys, you know, f- for me watching, you know, Florida State this year, you know, you know, for a- a- as good as Scotty Barnes is, it seems like the team has gotten better with him coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. It's one of those – I was thinking about this the other night, you know, because three of Florida State's usual starters have been coming off the, came off the bench last game, and mm-hmm. Barnes, Polite, and Kobravica. But because, you know, this team plays so much – you know, Barnes is still playing 25, 28 minutes. Right. It doesn't matter. All it's doing is giving, you know, Raekwon Evans and Wyatt Wilkes confidence. You know, we talked about how many times we talk about those first six weeks that, man, Raekwon Evans was kind of disappointing. Man, Wyatt Wilkes airballed two shots. Now you put them in the starting lineup. Wyatt Wilkes is now above 40% from three. Raekwon Evans had that three-game stretch where he had three straight career highs, including that 24-point game. Mm-hmm. It's just giving these guys confidence to go out there and do their things. Even Malik Osborne, he's starting off the season slow. Now you put him in the starting lineup, he's playing as well as ever. It's just giving these guys the confidence, whereas Barnes and Polite, they're unselfish. They can do whatever the team needs to do to win, and they know at the end of the day they're still going to be closing the game out. Mm-hmm. Any last closing thoughts on any for anybody? Any things going on this weekend for anyone? We have no life, so that would, that's just about tells us that. We'll, we'll no be covering Florida State basketball on. on Saturday. That's yeah. right. That's our I'll life. Have, I'll have my game preview up 
probably and it will be Saturday working morning. on some recruiting stuff. Yeah, I'll probably have my game preview up Saturday morning. I get home late on Fridays, so I, I don't know how much time I'll have tomorrow to finish it. It's nonstop. We're nonstop. boring people. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's not. We make we're born so we make it entertaining for y'all in the Discord and on the site. So it's just how our life works. Uh, but yeah, I think that's everything for us. Shout out to Evo and Freddie Stevenson jumping on here with us tonight to give some background of their days at FSU and a whole lot of things. They were great. I always love having Freddie come on. I think this is his third time jumping on with us. Real uh, quick, since Nate hasn't said it, Travis Hunter, best player in 2022. Yeah, hey man. I wasn't there yet, but yes, Travis is the best class, best. He's the best in the class, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get Travis on here. I don't know what's going on, but we gotta get Travis on here to talk some. Uh, hey, Travis, if you're listening, man. Hey, respond to my respond to my messages, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to get you on, man. You know, yeah, if you're I, listening I, at the two hour and one yeah, minute mark of yeah, the podcast, if, yeah. If you're, if you're listening all the way through, like that Florida State fan, that we know you are. Yeah, man. Once you come on, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's kind of like Austin's uh, Tinder DMs and Twitter go. DMs, just no responses back. Uh, for yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, Austin. That was like, twice tonight. That was my bad. I went to a sh- you already killed me in the group chat a couple of days ago saying every <laughs> conversation. And I told you, I t- I'm not lying. It's literally it's people that I don't even know. Unfollow me at this point. <laughs> no, heck no. So I got your notifications basket. on. Yeah, oh, Dustin man. checks everything. No, no, I don't know what it is. It just I think it listens to my voice and it detects it. Uh Jack Dorsey, I know you at Twitter, you know what you're doing. So uh, I'm, I I went to a shoot place in the mall today and I thought about you, Austin. Where, but you I don't I don't think they were that cool. Uh uh Jimmy's Jammies and Governor's Jimmy, Jimmy Jazz. Yeah, I, I ride with that's like probably your best option there. There I mean all retail stores are about the same. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're, I, they're okay. Hey, you see those Tar Heel ones coming out? With the which ones? Tar Heel. Oh, the, yeah. We've got a couple pairs early. They look good. Well, I think 13. <laughs> good luck. I know. Nate, <laughs> Nate, good Nate, luck. Yeah, Nate always says he's going to get shoes, but as always. Well, well he, he, he hasn't presented any for me to get, so he always puts up like little boy size, like size nine. Oh my God! No. Oh, go. on, on his Twitter. Hey guys, if you're interested, size four boys. Oh my God! <laughs> Here we go. I've never put up anything smaller than a nine and a half. <laughs> well, I need to end up this podcast so I can get it out to everyone before uh, Friday morning, so they can listen to that on their drive to work. So, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, really, we'd really, I'm shouting you out right now. If you're still listening, if you're on iTunes, please leave a review and leave a rating of five stars. We would definitely appreciate it. I think we're like 222 right now. If you want to help us out, get us to 250 before the end of the month. We need your help. Definitely do that on iTunes. If you're listening, if you're on Spotify, I think you can rate us. I don't know, but just subscribe on YouTube. Also, uh, we definitely appreciate everybody listening. Like I said, don't have a boring off season. Get in the Discord, enjoy it. There's over 1,500 Knowles in there. There's tons of people chatting about recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, uh, NFL, all kinds of things in there. Uh, make sure you don't have a off- boring offseason. Jump in there. Join our Patreon. Uh, I think we have the best uh, coverage right now that's across basketball and football and football. Yeah, we got, we got recruiting well. stuff dropping every day. 
Nate, yeah. Nate and I have been putting in some serious work. Basically, if you want to know things before everybody else, literally before everybody else, get in that Discord and join the Patreon. That's all I'm going to say. Don't have a boring yeah, offseason. Just so you know, I, I reached out to 22 recruits in the last three days, so we are grinding. Things are popping. That's the race. It's the race between Dustin and Nate right now. So oh, it's time to catch up. Oh, I'm just uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, big giveaway next week with Chick Fil A. Keep an eye out for that. I feel like I'm missing something here. I think that's practically everything. Everybody have a great rest of y'all's week and enjoy the weekend. Love you guys and see you guys next week on Here the Spear. Peace. Yeah,